0: Welcome to Tracklisting, the podcast where a musician, a comedian, and a painter review old soundtracks for some reason.
1: This is Nick. This is Chris. And this is Caleb. And this week, I think we have a pick from Chris. Yep. That's right. What, what, what do you got for us? <laughs> yeah. right, right you are, Caleb.
2: <laughs> right you are, Caleb. Uh, I picked 1994's Street Fighter. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Oh, it's about what? time. It's a, oh, man. Did you hear a boo from the audience? There's some boos in the back. <laughs> mm. This is the first uh, movie that we watched together as a group, so let's see if this episode's any better. <laughs> uh, we, I think we're going to need all the help we can get on this one, but... Uh. Uh, and I watched this movie in theaters as a kid. Loved the video game. If you're not familiar with the movie, it's based on a video
1: game. I'm not even going to tell you the plot because it doesn't matter. <laughs> just
2: a bunch of people fighting each other.
1: <laughs> this is probably our first movie we're reviewing that's actually a direct, it's just a direct adaptation of a video game, mm-hmm. which is something that is, you know, some people might argue has never been successfully pulled off. Yeah. But, uh, this was in the nascent '90s. Uh, this is in
0: 1994. 1994. Yeah.
1: The early, the early days of people really not knowing how to adapt a soundtrack or right. a, a video game into a movie, and it's a, a real mess.
2: Your uh, Super Mario Brothers, <laughs> par exemple. Uh, uh, your Wing Commander, par exemple.
1: <laughs> <laughs> It was probably one of the earlier I think that uh, Mortal Kombat came out around the same time. Yeah, it came out a
2: year later. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But um uh, yeah, early attempt. So, let's talk about it. Let's jump into the first track. Let's see what
0: we've got. This is track 1. This is Ice Cube, Street Fighter. I swing.
3: He me with the boom bang. Ping. falling to the ground. I can hear my ears ring. He's he 911. Don't you know my guillotine weighs a ton of no match I throw when I smash Decapitate his ass Nigga catch ah. Many black belts wanna try and smash the bubble from the master But I'm much faster Just ask Bruce Lee Him and Brandon died Before I can hoot riot yeah.
1: Yeah, so uh, this is one of the surprising things about the soundtrack is it's very uh, heavy hip-hop. Yeah. Uh, it's mostly hip-hop, which um, it's a lot of the music isn't in the movie, um, but I think a lot of these, I think almost all the songs are original for the, the soundtrack. Yeah. I got the feeling that a lot of them, uh, they were giving briefs about kind of what the project was, and so it's a lot of, like, MC Synopsis kind of really laying out things that are happening in the movie
2: yeah if you listen to our blade uh, episode a lot of uh it seemed like they were given crib notes of the film <laughs> like the spark notes to the blade it's movie very, <laughs>
1: very similar and also you know i think a lot of people were probably fans of the video game this is a wildly popular video game oh yeah uh
2: super street or street fighter 2 turbo edition was one of the top selling video games of all time
1: yeah, and um, this is this is basically an adaptation of Street Fighter II. Like it's, uh, I think, a very common thing in the '90s where uh, video game series wouldn't really take off until the second installment. It was yeah. kind of the same with like Mega Man, yeah. uh, where I don't think anybody, I don't really know anybody that played the first Street Fighter. It sucks. Yeah, and I, I don't even know if it, it was it on NES or something. It might have just been an arcade. Yeah, um, but it was yeah, just like two characters, and then this was like kind of the iconic and. Uh, Capcom, the company that makes Street Fighter, kind of hilariously keeps coming out with new versions of Street Fighter 2 oh
2: there's so many so many Street (laughs) Fighter Street Fighter is alive and well yeah yeah Uh, and it's
1: like they've made sequels I think maybe I mean it's decades later I think maybe they're up to like six or something Mm -hmm. because I think a lot of the times they just like put out like a new special version of Street Fighter 2 yeah Uh, Mm yeah but anyways back to Ice Cube I know that you guys wanted to talk about Ice Cube a little bit (laughs) yeah that's right
2: Uh, he's been an interesting character the last um, couple of years I think um uh, this year he has proved himself to be kind of a not great dude
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's kind of famously uh you know he was a very kind of militant uh west coast gangster rapper yeah. and then he one of the most famous like shifts into family friendly like you know even a harder turn than snoop dog you would say yeah are we there as, yet yeah becoming yeah. like uh family films and then but uh, pandemic ice cube you know he gets a little he got a little crazy and <laughs> yeah,
2: what exactly did he do pandemic wise uh, that was, you, you shared with us caleb
1: i was just posting a bunch of conspiracy theory stuff where uh, it kind of started off, where people are like, "Yeah, like you know, like this is interesting," and then it like it it took a hard turn into anti-Semitism pretty quickly. Yeah, people are like, "What?" And he's like, "No, I didn't mean it like that." And you're like, "Well, why? How do you mean it? <laughs> <Yeah>. You know,
2: <laughs> the quiet kind of anti-Semitism." Yeah. <laughs> Just like Jesus. Um, yeah, and even like during the pandemic, he tweeted about um, something that I had long forgotten. Uh, which was his show black period white period that he produced for (laughs) fx in 2006 and he was like the world wasn't ready for the show (laughs) it was way too intense for fx and uh if you're unfamiliar with, with the show it was they got a black family and a white family and they put makeup on them to switch races eddie murphy style from uh from snl days it was little that was the pitch i think (laughs) look at this eddie murphy (laughs) he's doing it come on that was years ago and um i tried to find some clips of that because i remember it at the time i watched it when it came out and it was wild even then And it's not only did they get like, like they didn't get like a normal white family. They like that white family had like some really strange issues and they were all actors and the black family was just like normal and they learned some interesting things about, you know, like what? Oh, the two different worlds. But uh, the white family ended up being like complete monsters. (laughs) But again, it's been been scrubbed. Yeah, it's been scrubbed.
1: Uh, I should say this one particular uh, Ice Cube track. It seems to me that um, Ice Cube got a note. It's like okay, it's like a kung fu fighting thing, and he's like, "Well, I'm just gonna try to do my my worst like Wu Tang impression." Yeah. Although his his flow is like more of like a Cypress Hill for somebody, but it doesn't. It's not very typical of I guess Ice Cube style or or. Uh, and he's talking about guillotines and stuff, which is like a very. Specific uh, kung fu movie thing that the uh, Wu Tang was always rapping about.
2: Yeah, Wu Tang Clan not on this soundtrack. Uh, you'd think they would have either lobbied for it or. <laughs> I don't yeah, know.
0: Apparently, hip hop ending up in the movie was kind of a like a happenstance situation. Just there was Priority Records, which was a hip hop label that uh, N.W.A., Ice T, Jay Z, Snoop Dogg were on, and uh, Andrew Shack, who was the A.N.R. and president was trying to get into soundtracking because it was a big thing I guess labels were getting into in the 90s. And uh, they were developing the Friday soundtrack around the same time. And uh, I guess they were looking for gigs that were available. And uh, they saw that this new movie, Street Fighter, needed uh, a label that was going to provide music for a soundtrack. And hip-hop was kind of just their thing. So it wasn't necessarily planned from the beginning that hip-hop was going to be the vibe. Yeah. Uh, which I think a lot of uh, kids that probably bought this soundtrack were maybe surprised by. Yeah, yeah. You know, I can see hopefully that. Hopefully for the better. But um, yeah, this was kind of uh, a Priority Records' introduction into the movie business. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. This song
2: was playing during the prison fight where uh, Ken and Ryu... Are- Man, the plot
1: in this movie, we'll have to get into it, but yeah. Ken and
2: Ryu are in prison and the song is playing during the, the prison riot fight. Yeah,
1: this is actually one of the few kind of street fighter moments. Yeah. Uh, which few and far between.
2: There needs to be more fighting in this movie. <laughs> There's so many guns and
0: explosions. Man.
1: <laughs> All right. But yeah, before we get into the plot too much, I guess we should probably jump into the second track. Let's do it.
0: Let's hear some track number two. This is Come With It by Ahmad, Roskos, and Saphir.
3: Feet, the man that can't be beat, I do the breaststroke clown While you drown in three feet, be beating Like robots on Buck Rogers, plus I bust 25th century rhymes, so you decline To battle any had skills since I was nine Dope blinds, the only weapon that I cock I never drop, I stop clones Cause Bidens never condoned. From the west side, 4th Avenue, crew Jones We went all around the planet, pitching And no one hit it I'm the second batter-ass can Well come with it All around the planet, pitching And no one hit it I'm the second, nah, forget it my magnum got <laughs> to bust
0: the not a bad track uh, king tech is credited on that song for not only being the producer and the engineer but also scratches which re- uh, is a credit that kind of runs through this soundtrack which is definitely something that you know a relic of the past <laughs> i see
1: um i don't i'm not familiar i don't think i don't remember the mcs in this track but i remember uh tech from tech and sway they were like a kind of a prominent, I think West coast, um, yeah, like kind of DJ and production duo. And it was like a very, you know, was, this is a very scratch heavy time in hip hop. And I think it was a thing where you were kind of a performer. And then if you, if you did production on the side and then after a while, I think you realize that like you really only made money producing tracks and not by scratching in the background.
0: Yeah. Big thing. And, uh, our recent episode we talked about too, the kind of uh, rap rock era of the 90s where every band had a turntablist.
1: Yeah, there was a period where uh, you needed somebody scratching. What happened? Computers, man. (laughs) Um, Computers. (laughs) It's like
2: you didn't need anyone switching the the tape deck around or the, the turntables or anything, but like for a while you had to have a guy with a system He had had to have the crates of uh, records and he was the one that kept doing it. I think that
1: there was a long period. Like I definitely saw hip hop shows where they would just play the backing track and then they would have somebody just doing some like kind of tasteful like scratches here and there. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, I don't think, I don't think we need that.
2: Man, I went to Jingle Jam 05 uh, in Fort Worth, Texas. Yeah. I think I may have talked about this, (laughs) but like Paul Wall was there, Slim Thug, uh, Lil Wayne, T.I., um, Gucci uh, not Gucci man who did um, who was the snowman oh, I can't remember
0: I don't know if I can help you out there
2: Chris. Jean-Claude Van Damme Jean-Claude Van Damme <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway Tracy um, but uh, yeah half of the people just played the backing track with their vocals on it and then mm-hmm. uh, rapped over it and it was uh, cacophonous, uh, <laughs> Paul Wall, far and away the worst rapper I've ever seen live. I <laughs> just sitting sideways, And it's <laughs> already playing in the back. I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> I had a great time. <laughs>
1: so, uh, I brought up John Clyde Van Damme. He's kind of the nominal star of the film. He, uh, Gobbled up a majority of the production budget. Yeah, yeah. And he supposedly okay. So his his involvement in uh, fighting video games is kind of interesting, mm-hmm. which is that he uh, the original Mortal Kombat character Johnny Cage was going to be. They wanted, or I think they even had a. They were negotiating a deal. To have it be played by Jean-Claude Van Damme in like the video game in the in the video yeah. game because uh, Mortal Kombat was the first video game that used like kind of motion cap. Well, it, it just took like f- essentially photo stills of people and like animated them. Yeah. So it was going to, and Johnny Cage does move like uh, he does a lot of signature moves. Yeah, that the Jean-Claude ball breaker Dan- does the splits. He does the splits, uh, but the deal fell through, and it just became Johnny Cage like a generic version. Yeah. And then... Johnny Cage, Jean-Claude. So, the the filmmakers that were making Mortal Kombat, the movie, uh, years later, tried to get Jean-Claude Van Damme to star as Johnny Cage. Yeah. And he turned it down to do Street Fighter, which is... <laughs> a different video game film. <laughs> a different video game film. Probably... Um, you could argue a less successful video game adaptation than mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat but mm-hmm. I think definitely had a larger budget behind it I think that was probably a lot of the reason but uh definitely made a lot of money more than anything he was very well suited to play Johnny Cage and yeah. uh not at all well suited to play Guile the, the lead the nominal lead of Street Fighter in the movie <laughs>
2: the famous American like famously yeah, American
1: he, Guile he's essentially G.I. Joe yeah he's got but, the crop top from uh, like the Air Force or something
2: and he has it's My theory, when we were watching, I was screaming about this. I was like, he was trying to do an American accent for a little bit. He kept doing this sort of rasp voice and then like then he just dropped it after a certain part. And I was like, I think that was the best American accent he could do. And they thought he could have maybe done better. Thought he had a dialect coach may or something. It may but. have
0: been the drugs talking.
2: Well, <laughs> speak, speak to that. Speak to that. Nick. <laughs> I guess
0: one of the things we uncovered in the process is that, uh, apparently Van Dam was a, uh, drug fueled mess during this entire shoot. And, uh, I guess the director, Stephen D'Souza, maybe just as recently as a couple of years ago, had uh, come out and shared some more details about the uh, nightmarish production of Street Fighter. But uh, he said that he couldn't talk about this at the time, but uh, Jean-Claude was coked out of his mind during the entire (laughs) filming of this movie, and the studio hired a uh, a Wrangler to uh, help take care of him. But the Wrangler ended up being a bad influence. (laughs) John Job Wrangler, and um, <laughs> you know he just wasn't showing up to set.
1: Yeah, Who's like disappearing? They were filming in Thailand, right? Yeah.
0: Like, we, we should also mention that uh, Kylie Minogue is in the movie, and yeah, yeah. Uh, it came out that uh, Jean Claude uh, was having an affair with Kylie Minogue throughout the shooting of the film as well. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of kind of a miracle that uh, it ended up getting made at all. Oh, but uh, yeah. uh, you know it also raked in a ton of money, even though it was a uh, a critical flop
2: for for more reasons than that it was a miracle it got made uh steven de wrote die hard and commando which is uh, why he kind of got tapped he got tapped but he had never directed anything And this right. was a huge huge budget movie yeah. and then they asked it to like they're like we gotta it's gotta come out this like they bumped it up i think a year or something and so they had like i think less than a year to do this whole movie and raul julia showed up and it is signed up for the movie knowing that he had what
0: was probably terminal cancer. Yeah. He had stomach cancer that mm-hmm. he was in treatment for.
2: Yeah. And so he, they couldn't do any of the scenes with Raul Julia initially because he was so sick and like he was recovering and he looked terrible. He was like super skinny. So he couldn't do any of those scenes. And and then, they did all the fight scenes early on. Had to choreograph Sean claude
1: Van Damme. They couldn't do his scenes because he was like a, a snow monster who's disappearing to Beijing or whatever. <laughs> he there wouldn't some... come
0: out of his trailer. It was, they had to like get studio people to come in to actually get him out. And he would come out with a bottle of champagne
1: and like barely, you know, say it, his lines. It oh, shows man. because, uh, he's, he's the star of the film and they build him up to be like, you know, he's an action star, but then he kind of like disappears for large portions of the film. And he's a lot of like holding guns and, uh, we should say that this is a film that was actually like largely bankrolled by the video game studio by Capcom, Capcom yeah. And I think that they had a, like a good deal of uh, creative control. Mm-hmm. And one of the kind of obvious things was that all of the characters from the game had to be in the movie, <laughs> yeah. Which too many of, characters it turns it into like a, like a little bit of a Robert Altman situation where there's like so many characters. I uh,
0: yeah, I think D'Souza wanted to like maybe shift the focus of The movie being, you know, a more true adaptation of the game where it's just like a fight tournament. And he wanted to make his kind of James Bond movie out of it with focusing on maybe 11 of the characters instead of the, <laughs> it's
1: like 16 you know, or something like 16. Yeah, instead of 16 because uh yeah the-
2: even the new characters in super street fighter yeah, yeah. are like a huge part yeah. of it like cammy does not appear in street Fighter 2 turbo edition he got uh, a lot of DJ. notes about it yeah. Cammy, DJ. yeah
0: there was they were like where can vega maybe have a couple more lines can you can you work in some more <laughs> yeah. vega stuff yeah, like two lines right yeah like- oh. two lines
1: <laughs> thunderhawk we forgot about thunderhawk <laughs> yeah, we forgot about an entire character <laughs> we get him at the end we have to have him. <laughs> Anyways, we've talked about the movie a lot and there's a lot more to say, but we should probably jump into the next track. we got a lot
0: more tracks here, gentlemen. Yeah. This is track number three. This is Nas with One on One.
3: Graveyards with thugs rest, I keep my mug blessed. The evil is a legal substance, soul. Roll mob deep, guns in the black Jeep. Mac 11s and legends, cracks in the streets. Patroller, gold money, fuller, Gonna soldiers, never sober. Taking over, my blood is colder. Niggas respect violence, so I become it. I'm from it, I even done it. Blunt it, so run it. Yes, son, you know what this is. Take it off me. Come on, thun. don't even come at me like that. Come on, yeah. Imagine this no guns, no knife. It's a one on one, so now we got to fight, son. Imagine this no gun, no knife. It's a one on one, now we got to fight. Yeah, imagine
1: that. No- yeah, this is Nas Track. I'm a huge Nas fan from growing up. I know that uh there's some personal allegations. He had an ugly divorce with a. Uh, Khalees and there was allegations of abuse but uh
0: good track though I like that track
1: um Illmatic was like a huge record for me Mm -hmm. when I was younger and I still like really like it and this is the funny thing about this movie is early enough in the 90s that it's a lot of these rappers are in kind of like the creative prime of their career this isn't like like you know Nas like after he's kind of like peaked and now wants to get some, like some soundtrack work or whatever. Yeah, This is like uh, a really good time for Nas. This is actually a pretty good track even though I think this is, he's like talking about Street Fighter.
2: Yeah, one-on-one, drop no knife, no gun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, mm-hmm. like, it's not a, it's not hard to make a rap song about Street Fighter. <laughs> just I like, think that quality.
1: it's kind of like uh, creatively it's nice to have a little bit of a prompt instead of just being like show up and do some verses. It's yeah. like kind of nice to be like, it's about you know, ninjas and and army people and stuff I was like, okay. <laughs>
0: Speaking of uh, ninjas and fighting, I think they uh, brought in Benny the jet, Erky Des to uh, yeah. help with the fight choreography. But I guess in his brief, he was never hip to the fact that he was making a, uh, like a video game movie. Yeah. He, so w- like, he
1: wasn't aware that there was supposed to be uh, kind of different styles. Yeah. Like
0: different fight styles. And like, they got like halfway through and like the studio came in and was like, why is everyone fighting Exactly the same way they're like oh shit so like they would learn they kind of had to shift focus and learn choreography like the day of you know when they were shooting a scene it's pretty wild you see how how do they mess that up
2: (laughs) (laughs) you see a lot of pretty big uh note The characters in the movie do the video game special moves, which is yeah, pretty great. They start to
1: work them in, usually towards the end. Towards the end. Yeah,
2: like E-Honda yeah. has his classic move. Yeah, thousand hand slap. Dulcim, we slap. never see a, a stretch, though. No. Dulcim doesn't fight. I think... Yeah. <laughs> we like... Blanca
1: hardly fights, right?
2: Blanca doesn't fight at all. <laughs> <laughs> Blanca's just like, doesn't you use know... Electricity, doesn't electricity, <laughs> do not do anything. Yeah, Dulcy and Blanc are my favorite characters in the game. For oh yeah. sure, but yeah, it, uh, there had to be production meetings. Like, look, can we see Dulceyim stretch? I, is it going to be too hard? Like, <laughs> we've talked to the prop guy. I think we can do one long kick. Or
1: I like, would have, I would have killed for done like a uh, for like a John Carpenter's The Thing style like effect, like real practical effects, like arm <laughs> oh, stretch. God. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so so the notion of the video game is that it's, you know, the fighters from around the world in a tournament. Yeah. And part of the fun is that it's a different fighting style. There's the Thai kickboxer, and there's, like, judo. then there's, like, the Russian wrestler and all this stuff. And, uh, yeah, they they go through a lot of trouble of... <laughs> you know we were talking about the accents it's like oh yeah there's they're they're trying to you know there's a jamaican character and it's the accent is so brutal yeah but it's like they're i guess they're trying to hold on to like you know the kind of the few character traits that these uh these video game characters have yeah um but it's so crazy that yeah they didn't think about the the fighting style
2: poor benny the jet uh erky does. he's one of my favorite uh, martial artists he was like a I've talked about him many times, I think, unprompted on the podcast. Well, it's,
1: uh, Gross Point Blank was the Oh, line. yeah,
2: he was in that for sure. Um, I think he got the shaft in this. He's in a few scenes, but he doesn't even fight in the scenes. Yeah, yeah. And then they made uh, the Street Fighter, the movie, the game again <laughs> for the PS1, I believe.
0: Yeah, I, I've seen... I think I <laughs> played that when I was a kid and I rewatched some clips of it. It's pretty insane.
2: Well, it, they were doing the... Um, they were doing the Mortal Kombat thing where they put like. Yeah, you can play as Jean Claude Van Damme. Yes. Uh, and <laughs> Benny the Jet had a character in that called Raven. And the, <laughs> the little clip I saw, it was like, <laughs> cut character. Like he just got cut
1: out of the whole thing. Yeah. They're like, oh, yeah. No. Yeah, there must have been some bad blood or something. I, he, I don't know. Poor guy. That's so funny that they. I think I knew that, but I'd forgotten that they made a video game out of the movie. Oh, then adapted the video game. Uh, mm-hmm. It's kind of like if they made like the like a novelization of like War and Peace. The yeah. movie. <laughs> yeah. It's it really short. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man, dude. Last thing about
2: being the jet, the Blanca character. So like they you know put some virtual reality headset on the you <laughs> yeah. know, Blanca or Carlos Blanca to make him into that green you know Blanca character that we all know um he looks a lot like benny the jet when he's like the- <laughs> the a monster and i was like dude use use this guy right here the forehead's the same oh i God. thought
1: i thought he looked suspiciously like the lou Ferrigno hulk oh yeah well you know he painted him green he kind of acted a lot like the lou Ferrigno hulk too friend <laughs> friend, <laughs>
2: friend. <laughs> this- Oh yeah, jean claude's gonna kill him and he was yeah,
1: like yeah. <laughs> he puts a gun gonna, to his friggin' face it's like a fucking old yeller scene that about is about to happen and then he just gets distracted or something
2: dulcine stops him it's oh, yeah. like no like what why would you kill like, him he's a
1: human stuff, and
2: it, it's not like he was drooling at the mouth and trying to kill jean claude he was like oh friend and, yeah, and like he never
1: heard it cowering
2: and like like, it seems okay. I don't know. We could get, we can work this out. Dye his hair. The movie's
0: got some plot holes. But <laughs> right. Apparently, D'Souza had this. I don't know where he got this move from. Maybe he got it from another director, but they would get so far behind schedule because of, you know, Jean Claude's antics or yeah. what have you. Everything else. And too. they're like, you know, hey, D'Souza, we're like four days behind. And he would take the script and he would just rip out pages from it and say, look at that. We're back on track. <laughs> oh my God. And then. <laughs> makes sense (laughs) it's it's a pretty good move and then you know they get into the cutting room and they're like oh man we are gonna have a tough time uh, weaving together this story Well, so they would like you know go back and reshoot stuff and um, yeah a lot of plot holes it seems
2: like the fighting tournament seems like such a straightforward plot but Jean-Claude Van Damme was already in Bloodsport a year later he would end up making Quest which was another like fight like people from all over the world different styles fight and then mortal Kombat came out the next year so maybe they kind of were trying to differentiate from that i'm not sure
1: i don't know they totally they should have done the tournament and also they spend like the first half of the movie like trying to explain how every single character is inexplicably like a a disgraced fighter of some sort (laughs) there's just like a cameraman who turns out he's a disgraced sumo wrestler it's (laughs) yeah although yeah and it's
2: balrog balrog was the uh, the camera operator oh okay so yeah. he's like yeah and m bison ruined my boxing career like, what,
0: <laughs> what? <laughs> why are you why are you a, why are you a journalist <laughs> you guys want to hear something track four let's, let's do, do it. it this is far side with pandemonium
3: Label. And use trickery to put my cards up on the table So they can copy, but they're unable They come sloppy, ill-equipped to grip the sacred cable Stretching out that age-old fable How they're not really my friends They can't wait to infiltrate and get me for my incense Spin, trend, spin in everything I do The devil tries to throw his wicked wrench into With his henchmen crew, main reason why I, I Resist whack. Got let them know they couldn't rap me with aluminum When I'm causing pandemonium
0: Yeah, Farside. I think we've had Farside on track listing before. Mm-hmm. So yeah. maybe half-baked soundtrack.
1: I think we might have had him on a couple of times. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. It's a band, a uh, group I really like. It's kind of, they're a West Coast band. Around this time in the 90s, there was like a little bit of a, I think as a reaction to the like the dominance of gangster rap on like out of New York and LA, there was kind of like the, the non-violent, like conscious rapping was starting to like turn up. Uh, you know, Tribe Called Quest, yeah. De La Soul. Tribe you know, Called Quest. Arrested the, Development. Yeah, Native Native Tongues crew. And, and this is, uh, you know, one of the better ones, one of the better groups of that. Um, you know, as much as like some of the gangster rap doesn't hold up, uh, also some of this like Kind of uh, backpacker, yeah. The, the backpacker rap is like you're, you know, you're like, ah, oh, this is like a little hippy dippy. Yeah. Uh, but I like, I like this track. I like this band. Yeah,
0: it's yeah. good. We should say that the film is uh, rated PG-13 which uh, was a long battle to get to. They had to do it. They, uh, I think they originally submitted a cut that got an R rating, which they did not want to have, so they edited it down to get a G rating, No, oh. which, uh, yeah, which they the got exit. back, and then they were like, uh, no, this no one, kids aren't going to want to see this. <laughs> and then they, they added the line that Jean-Claude says, uh, where, like he's climbing down the hole, and he's like, oh, I went to four years of ROTC for this shit. which got it back to a PG-13. I think it
1: says bastard too. They like, there's so much, uh, there's so much overdubbing of dialogue.
0: Oh, the ADR is maybe
1: some of
2: the
0: worst, every character in the
2: allied nations. Well, if you're (laughs) going to, if
0: you're going to do ADR and you want to, you know, get it right. Like rule number one is you want the voice to sound like the space that it's in, that you're trying to replicate. Mm -hmm. which uh, they make no attempt at doing in any of the film. (laughs) You know, it just sounds like he's in a studio uh, for all the outdoor shots, which, like, just doesn't make any sense. It's it's, uh, very distracting. There's a character uh, named Captain Sawada in
2: this who's played by Kenya Sawada, and he stands up to ask a question, and it's literally like the can you tell me what the deal with M. Bison is? <laughs> you're like, what? Like, clearly not his voice at all. And then uh, he, that guy comes back later in the movie and we're like, are we supposed to care about this guy? They added so many extra characters that to character this.
1: That character was really weird in that there, you already have way too many characters and they're <laughs> adding more characters that do exactly the same thing as uh, of the 16 like playable characters.
2: And he's like there at the end at a critical moment and you're like, <laughs> oh yeah, that one guy that asked a question, like... 45 minutes ago <laughs>
1: I think so, uh, that uh we should talk about ming Wen yeah she plays Chun-Li. she plays Chun-Li I think she does a pretty good job uh, yeah I read that I think she was on I don't know if she was on ER at the time or or if she had been on ER earlier but uh I think the by the time she saw like the first cut of the movie, she called up her friend uh, George Clooney and was like, "I think my career's over." Oh no! And she's like, "This is gonna kill my career." Ah, well, and, she I mean, and, she had nothing to be ashamed of in this movie. I think. Yeah, but the, I, I think Clooney was like, "I've done some movies that should have ended my career too." <laughs> like,
0: yeah, he's yeah. like, "Oh, honey, it takes a lot to kill a <laughs> yeah, career, but just take the paycheck." Uh, yeah.
1: And I will say uh, to Clooney in Clooney's defense that Mena Wen has had a huge career. Yeah. Uh, long career still like still looks exactly the same and still like, <laughs> everyone did a all bunch right of martial arts films and yeah. tv she's in the mandalorian
2: there was the the chun li movie came out in 2009 it was a uh, street fighter the legend of chun li and i think she was initially tapped for it i don't know if she turned it down i'm or sure if it she got turned shelved it down. and then they switched <laughs> it up but they they recast uh, chun li because it was you know decade and a half later i guess but yeah she's great in this <laughs> One of the funniest things about this movie is everyone gets into the video game costumes at some point and it's, you have to make a lot of weird excuses. And the, um, <laughs> the excuse for this is like Chun-Li, who is an investigative journalist slash like spy, yeah. I guess, you know, representing herself because M. Bison had killed her family. Um, he does like a Princess Leia slave move where he's like you will dine with me and I will give you a costume to wear yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah. just decided traditional Asian garb and <laughs> if you don't like it you don't have to but uh, I think you'd look nice in it. <laughs> like, what? It's like, I don't understand why he had that on. I mean, I guess they were in Thailand or something, but uh, that yeah. the <laughs> fictitious, they're in a fin- fictitious nation that's clearly Thailand.
1: Uh, that that scene, oh, no, I think they're supposed to be in like Burma. Oh. Uh, but anyways, uh, the scene, that is a great scene because uh, M. Bison, who dresses like a, basically like a red Nazi Darth Vader. Yeah. And he, like, changes out of his, like, work gear to his, like... Uh, his formal... His, his, his formal like, cap. formal dining <laughs> evil <His> costume. formal
2: <laughs> dining dictator. He's like, ah, now remove my work cape. And now my relaxing evening cape. It's <laughs> got, like, that little hat stand with, yeah, like, the hat different hat Mario and hats. And yeah. they all have,
1: like, the winged skull.
2: <laughs> I mean, dude, someone knew what movie they were really making. And yeah, I yeah. think Raul Julia... I mean, I, we could talk about Raul all day, but he's yeah. he crushes. Oh, this by movie. far yeah. the best part of this movie.
0: One of the quotes I saw was like, "How can you see this movie and think it's funny by accident?" Mm-hmm.
2: You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Oh my god. Like yeah. I mean, there was a ton of humor injected into it, but not the right type of humor that would have actually made this funny. Like, I watched GOC and the Pussycats, and they like are making fun of like banned movies and like they, they understand the type of movie they were making, but mm-hmm. like street fighter should have maybe tongue in cheek in the wrong ways. I think yeah. this movie was, you guys
0: want to hear some of track five, please. This is Paris with street soldier.
3: I guess I gotta be the one to and put your house nigga ass in the dirt and won't give up f- Like I said, you better off dead than you would be If you try to do me, I'm Mooney, so sue me Next time I rain on your world with the truth I Snow you ain't nothing to fool with you can say what I-
0: Gotta say, like, despite the movie kind of uh, being a flop, I'm uh, actually kind of enjoying the soundtrack.
1: (laughs) Well, this, uh, I don't know this artist. How uh, are you guys feeling so far? This is like a very, Mm -hmm. very clear kind of ice cube uh, clone. uh, And it's got like the, like the the West Coast, like uh, funk sample. You know, it, it sounds very much like, like much more successful artists. It was, dude, some of the lyrics in this song are like really hateful. (laughs) <laughs> like really, like you're like cringy, like Jesus. But then they like bleep out like the f word. <laughs> they bleep out, bleep out fuck. And you're like, but then they like what you well, just said about gay people was like, whoa, whoa. and uh, yeah, like really bad. And it's like, wait a minute, and it's like it it demonstrates how uh, I think that the people in charge of making a movie for teenagers or for kids, and uh, and they were like, oh yeah, it's we do the soundtrack with this company i feel like they're so they must have just been so like uh hip-hop must have been alien to them and they were just like oh yeah sounds great like bleep out the the swears yeah and you're like you're making this thing for kids and there's like
0: listen to the message (laughs) listen
1: to to what these guys are rapping about it's fucked up
0: (laughs) yeah paris is uh oscar jerome jackson jr uh from the bay area in california and is also the founder of gorilla funk recordings and scarface records nice nice and also mentored people like dj shadow and
1: uh others (laughs) dj shadows man this is one of the songs that we we recognized in the film right I think so. We, yeah. as we were no. watching this yeah, yeah. film
0: together, we were having a hard time placing <laughs> a lot of the music. They
1: really buried a lot it's of it. It's buried
0: them, in like, that mix. That bad ADR is right on top. <laughs>
2: Wait, where, where is this song in the movie? This is, yeah, I like,
1: think that this is uh, after the prison fight, there's a prison break, or they're, before the prison break, they're loading people into a truck, and you just kind of hear it playing on like a... I guess, in the prison. That's that's right, yeah. Very
0: very faintly in the
2: background, yeah. It's when Sagat is like, give me the keys. (laughs) Like, help me out. It's, I guess, so we can talk about Ken and Ryu in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Really, Ryu is the star of Street Fighter, the
1: video game. He's the main character. Yeah, I remember always rooting for him. In in the original, I think the... you know the the much uh, maligned Street Fighter One. Mm-hmm. It was there was two playable characters, and much like all these early video games, it was like Player One, Player Two is the exact same character just with different colors. Yeah, same move, same. And now it's the Ken yeah. and Ryu. Yeah. They're they're the Mario and Luigi of the Street Fighter. I believe the AMers. video
0: game that I owned was or I guess the first Street Fighter that I owned was for SNES. It was the Super Street Fighter 2. Yeah. Okay.
2: And then I think there, uh, Street Fighter was on NES and yeah. Balrog interestingly enough was in Street Fighter 1 but he was named uh, Bike Tyson and it was clearly modeled after Mike well, Tyson and then they just switched his name to Balrog what, for the Street Fighter What I Fighter had II. read was
1: uh, maybe a similar thing that Street Fighter 2 in Japan M Bison was named Vega interesting and the boxer was named m bison which was mike tyson mike tyson and they're like they're gonna sue you and also for some reason americans don't think vega sounds tough enough yeah but you know give you know in like anime there's always like there's a bunch of villains that have names like vega which yeah. just sounds like kind mm-hmm. of mean i guess but yeah they're like if you make a boxer from america called m bison and so they just like switch the names around West, you, oh sorry, good. Oh uh, yeah, West Duty.
2: West Duty is uh, Sagat, who was the boss in the first um, uh, Street Fighter, and is the penultimate boss in Street Fighter Two. And uh, yeah, he's got a funny backstory too. It's like, he's like, oh man, yeah, they're um, uh, Vega is actually the best cage fighter. Except for me, because I retired years ago. <laughs> it's like it's all shoehorned in. Yeah, yeah. And then he's like way too old to fight in this movie. <laughs> West he
1: is, I think, pretty good as a villain. He's, he's great. I think famously the villain in uh, the Michael Mann La- Last of the Mohicans, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he was in Heat. He was pretty good in Heat. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he he seems a little bit older than the uh, the video game. Uh, Sagat, Sagat, yeah and there is some action towards the end that he's in it i think he does a pretty good job
2: yeah he he ends up fighting uh ken and ryu yeah yeah Yeah, he gets to
1: do some of the the kickboxing stuff
2: he fights ken who looks like a you know bargain brand emilio estevez i don't know i don't know damien chapa that guy i don't know what happened to him and uh no way to know byron Mann is the one who plays ryu but their roles in this movie serve no purpose they are like very inserted in and uh not integral to the plot yeah i think i have
1: a feeling that uh they had to keep filming scenes with them because van damme wouldn't show up and so like well let's just do another scene with these two guys because they're like you know a couple guys
2: (laughs) but you can't have a street fighter movie without canon Yeah, yeah yeah it's so weird like why Guile was chosen to be the main guy and I guess it was the only th- they could secure Jean-Claude Van Damme but that was the only character that he maybe fit
0: I think that like, was a studio decision yeah maybe yeah. for the worst I think he could
1: have I don't know Ken
4: <laughs> Yeah, he could have been Ken
1: just Dude. make him Ken Ken, yeah. Ken in this movie I, I made fun of him the first time you see him he looks like uh, one of the main characters from Wings he has like <laughs> yeah, a, yeah. a he has like a vest a leather vest over like a denim shirt and it's a tie. such
2: a 90s look like man. a Jay Leno
1: tie like a very colorful <laughs> yeah. 90s tie and then Ryu is
2: wearing like an impossibly large shoulder padded linen suit
1: we should <laughs> say this is they walk into like a cage match yeah <laughs> <dress> like yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It's like <laughs> can creep to tourists in Thailand <laughs> like, you, oh man you went to a cage
0: <laughs> I like dude somebody died <laughs> oh man alright Nikki, what do we have next looks like we are pulling into track number 6 this is Rally Rall with something kind of funky I
3: know the country's looking for a new style and no artists can't rock and battle then Rally Rall I reside up in the bottom on the old wind hell yeah my home is steady up in Oakland and the truck's
0: you may know Rally Ral now. He now goes by Ral Blinded Faith, and uh, he's a gangster rapper from Oakland, California.
2: Was he reborn or something? Is that why he? goes by blinded faith
0: sure yeah sounds good
1: changed his ways <laughs> yeah i don't know much about him this is like not much info out there again this is the street fighter soundtrack <laughs> yes. This is classic <laughs> 90s g-funk like uh, west coast rap and i should say that this was nominally the, the single off of the soundtrack this yeah. was the highest charting song well there you go i,
2: I mean rhyming donkey with funky <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I led the way for donkey kong maybe
0: i don't know throwback <laughs> <laughs> i think that i read somewhere that uh maybe this was in 2018 maybe 2017 that uh netflix was trying to develop a uh, zelda series that they had tapped tom holland for to play link mm-hmm. which um my guess is that nintendo kind of went back and uh looked at any time a video game has you know tried to turn into a movie and said well maybe we don't want to pull the trigger on this and uh you know, they it got shelved. Yeah. What What is the most successful video
2: game to movie franchise or or movie?
1: Has there been a good well video they, game to movie? There's a, that's two different questions. Okay. I think yeah. successful probably. I think the Resident Evil, Evil. movies is actually nine of them so. because they're kind of low budget. Yeah. And I think that they they make a decent amount of money. I think the
2: first one is pretty good, and then they made like seven more and, and I they think they do bigger. well internationally like all of the
0: Mila Jovovich movies because it's that husband yeah yeah, team. yeah 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 there was a uh you know there's Sonic the Hedgehog from uh,
2: 2020
1: hey! people seem to like that I didn't see that um a
2: friend had a good tweet that was like imagine explaining to your kids that Sonic the Hedgehog
0: was the last thing you saw when <laughs> movies existed were you, were you guys big uh Detective
1: Pikachu fans <laughs> I watched that movie actually it um, was you know it was whatever I
0: remember Doom not being that great oh. Oh, that movie sucked uh, uh, duncan no.
1: jones uh who's a who's like very talented uh director david bowie's son he did the warcraft movie where people were like i think this might finally be the one and it was like no i never saw it and it,
2: it, tomb,
0: it, tomb raider maybe up there
2: yeah tomb raider was good lara that. croft angelina jolie that they had a couple of sequels they of that. Made, and they, they made they a reboot, made it, which yeah, I, yeah. I never saw the warcraft one did really well internationally and i think that's I think that's the deal with a lot of these video game movies is that you just crush it in Asia, and in um, in other countries, They're easy to dub over if you use a lot of CGI too and stuff. But uh, I think Warcraft like destroyed in um, in
0: China and uh, Korea. Silent Hill also got a production in 2006 that uh, I haven't had the pleasure to, to watch, but <laughs> not sure that how that's held up. The game was great. I remember being very spooky.
2: Oh no, it was like the spookiest. That was the whole point. It was like one of the first like horror games that like actually scared you because before that like you know like clock tower and the, the snes you're like i guess this is scary I don't know. <laughs> what was the town in pokemon the, like the dead pokemon were around that was kind of spooky <laughs> you know <laughs> you have to i find don't remember the, that oh uh, you had to find the Q cubones uh, skull or
0: something i don't know that was uh, scary yeah we mentioned the uh, mario brothers movie which uh, i oh remember being very disappointed by I think it came out when I was maybe like seven. Yeah, I think it was the yeah it was the year before uh, this film. Yeah, yeah, and that, that was that, even as a kid, I was yeah. like, "This is like, what is happening," yeah. and
1: also just like such a bizarre adaptation. It's like they had like the mechanical jumping things.
2: It was all the bad like things about the '90s. Like it was so. Un, you can't even put your finger on like essence of like bad 90s stuff like yeah I've heard John, John
0: Leguizamo like publicly apologized <laughs> for the film yeah. well, and, I, and plead for forgiveness
1: what it kind of reminds me of uh, and I think maybe this this movie as well it's like uh in the early days of Nintendo games when the American releases would get these like painted like covers yeah instead of like featuring what the video game looks like it was like these you know like a very like a trade paperback like a sci-fi paperback painting yeah and it was a lot of times it was clear that they had you know nobody had played the game yeah so there's like a there's a mega man one where it's a guy and he's like holding a pistol and you're like no the his arms the cannon and it's yeah. i think there's two of them with Mega Man there's holding like pistols
2: metal gear solid uh that one or metal gear the nintendo game was like drawn from a still from terminator mm-hmm. yeah. it was like kyle reese mean you're like this is it's not even close to what this game yeah, is yeah. about it's, it's kyle yeah. reese from terminator yeah. all
1: these adaptations it's like uh, versions of telephone where like nobody who's ultimately in charge of it creatively has ever played the game or like really knows nah. what's going on
0: i, I think know. if peter Jackson and did an adaptation of Breath of the Wild he could actually do a pretty good job Terrence Malick man
1: he's the only one who oh. could do really. it <laughs> Lars von Trier <laughs> Wind Waker David Lynch Zelda movie I'm telling
2: you it would be cool fun. <laughs> <one. laughs>
0: I think like if, you know, someone ever actually played Link, cause you've, you never actually hear Link, uh, speak, it would <laughs> just, it would <laughs>
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> David Lynch is the only director that could actually honor that. I think yeah. I'm, I'm on board for like a Wes Anderson animal crossing film. Uh-huh. I think that that would work. <laughs> oh my goodness.
0: It's oh, called fantastic. Man. Mr. Fox.
2: Uh- uh, look, Julia Roberts <laughs> is Navi. Okay. We do an ocarina of time. Just,
0: ex- you're describing hook that's what i'm describing <laughs> okay. that's what i'm yeah. thinking about yeah
2: no 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 it's the green guy and he can like he has a sword <laughs> there's like little kids these around yeah no he because go- he goes back into ocarina Is ocarina of time hook <laughs> he plays the
4: thing no it's almost matching up
0: <laughs> you guys want to hear track seven mm-hmm. this is the bums with it's a street fight
3: Shout your might, I'm at your match. Out here, trainers like men, I'm on reflex, keep you on contact. The flame burns from deep within, thought to one survivor, mad murder, meditation, step into my arena and brothers don't even act right, anyhow, anyway, somehow they're going to street fight, who's the grand supreme standing in his bloodstream, you keep a stance like Ryu and throw fire that screen. it's uh, so amazing that I slam like E-Honda, Evo flips like Chun-Li, the Latin spins like Blanca, who's the next opponent, I can do this all night, it's not the morning of representative I'm just down for the street fight.
1: Yeah, this is uh, not a group that I was familiar with. I think that yeah. they're kind of associated with the far side and, you know, uh, Sway as, as well. But uh, this might be one of my favorite tracks on the soundtrack because, you know, they're doing the thing where they're really talking a lot about Street Fighter. Yeah. And this is kind of the style of, of uh, hip hop production that I, that I really like the sound of the track behind them. We should
0: say that the uh, band, The Bums, is an acronym it's yep. B-U-M-S, and they were given that name from King Tech, who we mentioned earlier, and yeah, I guess Tech and Sway. they just picked the acronym without ever thinking about what it actually stood for, and uh, I guess D-Y's from Bums just came up with that on the spot when he was asked what it meant, and he said that it, Brothers Under Madness. Yeah, that's that's terrible. Like, but, uh, <laughs> it doesn't really fully <laughs> B-U-M-S. Okay. Uh, but uh nice. but yeah yes. my
1: favorite thing about this track uh, as opposed to some of the other tracks that are talking about what's happening is it is clear that they're talking about the video game yeah they You've, played the game they clearly. played the game yeah hell yeah it's, they're talking about you know a lot of the classic moves that didn't make it into the yeah. the you know the Her. adaptation
2: i lied to my brother that you saw a fireball in it i was like oh yeah at one point um Ryu towards the end it was really quick but he, he shot a um he shot a fireball he said, like, he did an odd Lucan thing, but anyway, yeah, you should probably not see the movie. I don't
1: know why, why that I think you were, I think you were making apologies for the terrible movie that you had watched you were, and you were just wanted it to have been better than it was. There is a movie he does where it like looks like he should
2: be. Yeah, he, should, yeah. he does like the double hand. They do have like, him kind of do it. Which,
1: like, <laughs> um, Bison has the electricity.
2: Yeah. Bison, bison becomes electrified,
1: but not not Blanca for some reason. Even though he's been turned into a uh, um, you know a makeup a l- monster,
0: laboratory mutant monster. Yeah,
2: would have made more sense. <laughs> would have made more sense. But dude, Ralph Julia in the lightning suit, he's he's okay. He's <laughs> absolutely incredible in this role. His eyes are huge. His facial
0: expressions are you know on point. And
2: yeah, no question. And he uh, there's this thing where like he knows what the movie is but he refuses to like lose any integrity in the role which like you you find happens sometimes I, I put a clip in there nick of uh tim curry was cast in the red alert three game as like you know the soviet sort of like reboot dictator and um he takes it really seriously and you want to you play that clip real quick
3: i'm escaping the one place that hasn't been corrupted by capitalism. space
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, Tim Curry. Reading that line and like, you know, he's one of like a, one, one of the most celebrated actors of all time, <laughs> but Rurr, he is campy like, But Yeah, he doesn't lose like the the gravitas in the thing <laughs> and that's the way that's the way like Raul Julia acts this whole movie he's saying the most ridiculous
0: lines and no, man. But, we should mention how well the soundtrack sold. Yeah. You know, it did pretty well. It sold over 500,000 units in the U.S. alone. Kids got
2: to, it's probably through so many parents and kids for a loop because, like, I mean, that
0: was the, I was trying to think about, you know, when I was a kid and just the idea of the video game that you love and play all the time coming to life was like the most exciting thing oh, that yeah. you had seen. Yeah. I remember being so stoked on this and saw it in the theaters and was like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> that wasn't what I thought it was going to be like. It's th- Same they, for the soundtrack too. You know, it's got the Street Fighter logo on it. It gets people excited. Yeah, You don't even know what music you're buying it for. They're just kind of buying it for the aesthetic of the game that you love.
2: I mean, it's it's a ton of hip hop and Capcom produced the movie and like, I feel like they should have used more of the instrumentals that were in the game at least absolutely like two tracks. Or like remix so them or oh my
1: god repurpose yeah. them in some way it because just those been, were great if it had just been the actual street fighter music like scoring the whole thing it would be so cool
0: <laughs> if someone has gone out of their way on youtube uh that has made cuts of the film that are scored to the uh, original video game music which uh I guess some people have their free time on their hands.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I will say uh, in preparation for this episode, trying to get my hands on the soundtrack, it was much, much easier to find. A lot of people are excited about uh, the video game soundtracks. Yeah. and I also found I found the score for this film (laughs) it's really hard to find this version yeah I had to find it that's (laughs) we're digging deep if if Caleb calls me in a sweat
2: hey man can you help me out finding
0: this it goes for I don't know anywhere between $30 and $50 uh, on eBay (laughs) oh yeah but, uh, you know, tough times. Yeah. Well, this,
2: this is a, this is something to add to your collection. I mean, so far I've, I've enjoyed every track for the most part so far. It's like not bad hip hop, but yeah, yeah. It, it just seems a little
0: bit unrelated. Except, I, mean, <laughs> oh no. I guess also one reason why, uh, so many units of this soundtrack got moved is that, uh, I think there was uh, a certain point in time where if you bought a VHS copy of the tape, it just came yeah. with the soundtrack, like, you know, just wrapped around the VHS. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a lot of people's exposure to the soundtrack.
2: There was a big uh, 25th anniversary edition of street fighter that came with,
0: um, mm. a lot of this stuff too, a couple nice. of years ago. Yeah. So there's yeah. a
2: different, there's a 25th anniversary soundtrack <laughs> that's out there that has oh, okay. the score
0: and that sort nice. of thing. But, guys it looks like we're coming up on a break
1: oh ah, coming up on a break uh at the end of the episode we are going to add a song to the track listing spotify playlist we're each going to pick one of our favorite uh, video game related songs that's right and then i believe we have a game after the break that uh, chris put together for us
2: you gotcha i got a video game themed game
1: for you guys uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> i'm excited
0: stick with us Thank you to everyone for listening to Tracklisting Podcast. It's 2021. We got a lot of great soundtracks for you guys. You can also find us on a variety of social media platforms. Oh, you sure
1: can, Nick. If you <laughs> want to find us on Instagram, you can reach out at, at Tracklisting Podcast. That's right, Caleb. And you can also
0: find us on Twitter <laughs> at Tracklisting Pod. Tell your friends, tell your family about Tracklisting Podcast.
1: And we sure would appreciate it if you would rate and review us on the Apple Podcast app. That's right, Caleb. And you can also find us on
2: chess.com at Tracklisting Podcast or reddit.com at Tracklisting Pastas. <laughs> and now back to the
4: episode. Back to the episode
0: welcome back to the street fighter soundtrack we should say that the full name of the soundtrack is street fighter in parentheses all new songs from the motion picture but before we get back to uh That new music. I think Christopher Darden has a game prepared for Caleb and I. That's correct. I've got an old game, an old custom. (laughs) Uh, Hello there.
2: (laughs) Sample sale, hey. yeah. and All this right. is the
1: video game edition. I'm, I'm a little anxious for this because I feel like I, uh, my breadth of knowledge when it comes to video games is definitely a lot uh, more anemic than film and music. But
0: remind me and the listeners on the rules of sample sale, Chris. <laughs>
1: so, oh yeah, it's a little <laughs> bit of a twist on the on the old form.
2: I realized uh, halfway through this game uh, I should have gone the other way. I should have gone like video game themes that sampled uh, actual songs. But instead, uh I, I'm gonna play for you guys a couple of clips of uh songs that sampled video game sounds or songs from video games. Okay. And I wanna hear the artist that is making the song and the original video game okay. that the
0: sounds or songs. The came video from. game and the artist of said song.
1: Yeah. And we are definitely gonna have to work together because we're both pretty bad at this. Yes, please. Okay. Um I I put the, I kept that in mind. Okay. okay? okay. So okay. Um, ready um,
2: for clue number one. Yeah, this is a, a clue from a song called Sick Beat. Okay. So let's hear that song.
5: It's KKB, let's go. I sit in the the on the rain all right
1: okay. i think i have the band okay is it a kiro kiro Benito? it
2: is kiro kiro bonito yeah. one point to Caleb so far that
1: might be the last concert that i saw before shit went down that's right somewhere around there that's um right. yeah. maybe the sample
0: is that uh the vocal chop that, that you hear in that clip
1: it's the I've, I've I've heard that ooh what is it is it maybe like a sonic sound? It is not a sonic sound. Uh, can we let's hear it one more time? Yeah, it's, it's a, a it's, it's a
2: very distinct sound from a very famous game. Yeah,
1: okay.
5: It's KKV. Let's go.
4: I
1: think, okay. I think it's, I think from it's a, NES. Is it an NES game? It is
0: not an NES game. Is it an SNES game or
2: Sega game? It is neither of those. I will give you a big oh, hint. This so is an N64
0: game. Ooh. Okay, Orchestra Stab, N64. It could be from Mario 64 could be from smash brothers fighting game street fighter um i would malay one of those two
2: say it is, is it, it smash, smash brothers? brothers no
1: street fighter ah. no <laughs> it's mario 64 oh that's the oh but it's the, but it's the orchestral
0: it's the orchestral remix of the original theme in the the mario 64 yeah. yeah
2: yeah it's a very clear because it's it's fuller it's oh, like oh yeah like, yeah
1: that's the, 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 more the, the like loading magic. screen where you can stretch his face out yeah
2: and at the beginning of every level if you played uh, Mario 64, you I, would have fucking known that. I wonder, <laughs> That's
1: I wonder, actually uh, probably one of my favorite I wonder games. Koji. Yeah, I know.
0: It's okay. great. I don't think Koji Kondo... I'm telling
1: you, I'm really bad at thinking up the video okay. games. I don't okay.
0: think he was involved in that. I think that... Uh, a younger composer uh, or a group of younger composers like redid some of his music for that I wonder yes. if he, if they got Koji's uh, thumbs up from that
2: Oh man he's tough to
0: please Yes Koji's
2: be, tough cookie that would be interesting to find out I uh, know okay. All right I feel like I'm ready for clue out. 2 <laughs> I'm, so oh. I'm going to
1: make you so mad during this game One because, I'm going to give you 1 point for
2: that and then I'm going to give Nick another point even okay. though you're working together so you have a combined so you got
0: 2 ties. That's good okay. okay okay working together but we are t- <laughs> clue two, All right, Clue 2 Let's hear it. Hey,
5: now I can say my name, but say my name, but your bitch already knows it. Knows it. Got no problem spending paper. paper. I got it, so I
3: blow it.
1: And a little shorty there. Yeah.
2: We can hear more of the song if you'd like, if you want to keep going into that track.
1: No, I might have to hear it a couple times. I'm not, I don't recognize the voice of the rapper. The sounds, it's like uh, auto tune, so it's pretty recent and it's not like it's not Drake. I don't think. The believe. song
2: is from
0: 2009.
1: Oh, okay. So older than I thought. Yeah, same.
0: 2009. Let's hear that clip one more time.
5: Hey! Now I could say my name but say my name but your bitch already knows it, knows it. got no problem spinning paper. paper I got it so I loud it'll shout it, I blow it. Hey, Charity, what's your name put your number in my sidekick captain of the spaceship
0: The sound at the very top of the clip kind of reminded me of the sound that boo the ghost makes in I think a lot of the Mario I games I think it
1: might be Donkey Kong laughing
0: Mm-mm. or diddy kong Mm-mm.
1: it's it's a boss laughing isn't it uh, unclear but I'm, I'm talking about the instrumental track
2: behind that it is a track lifted from a very oh, famous because video game the
1: sound at the top is also another video game sample I, I think a, it's from the uh, same game is
0: that secret of mana or final fantasy it is not it is a
1: uh, shit all right let's, let's hear me. that
2: instrumental yeah, yeah, yeah let's see it time. Th- look listen to that
5: Hey, now I can say my name, but say my name, but your bitch already knows it. Knows it. Got no problem spending paper. paper. I got it, so I blow it. I blow it. Hey, Charlie, what's your name? Put your number in my sidekick. Captain of the spaceship, you fucking with the pilot. Say she want to ride with, I can give her mileage. Plus, I live the star life. Won't you come and try it? Say I'm wrong, I can do that.
0: Ooh, I don't think I got anything on that. I mean, it kind of sounds like—is uh, it
1: a Mario Kart game? It is not a Mario Kart game. game.
0: I so can give Sonic you. the Hedgehog. That is Sonic the Hedgehog. There go. Oh, do we okay. know the artist? <laughs> Drake adjacent. Is <laughs> okay, that? Sure. Um, yeah. I would say Drake adjacent. Oh, uh, uh,
1: is it too <sighs> early for like
0: future? Is that it's like T Pain.
2: You guys are getting a little cool. It is Wiz Khalifa. Wiz, yeah, Wiz yeah, Khalifa. Whatever. Okay.
0: Okay. Is Let's that like the Sonic. song from like the first Sonic level where you're mm-hmm. going through the loops and collecting the uh, gold rings? Of course. That's that's
1: yeah. most of the Sonics. So but <laughs> I like. I never had a Nintendo. But oh, that's I every Sonic definitely level. Definitely <laughs> never had a Sega. Like I, I'm like very. Uh, yeah. like i know sega games but i don't like the noises aren't in my head
2: that is a green hill zone in sonic green hill zone. 1. <laughs> that's right yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's oh, okay. the first it's first sonic level yeah and then that has been repeated many times throughout the sonic franchise oh, okay. that song so i do want to apologize does.
1: to listeners who are big video game fans because we do need to okay. watch
0: the sonic movie listeners from 2020
2: <laughs> yeah on, yeah yeah <laughs> it's, it's funny the uh the remake of the sonic has got to be one of the funniest thing the, the yeah, nerds because they, they bullied and well
1: they were totally right they put out they were totally uh, right like i've heard some people say that it was like they have a conspiracy theory that they put out the trailer with the obviously like bad looking sonic just to try to like gin up uh some sort of like controversy but the trailer came out and he looked horrifying yeah yeah he had like human teeth
2: yeah <laughs> i think it, i think it was somebody like an emotion capture suit and they like didn't really i think like that it, was, it that i think much. that the
1: movie was gonna look like that and they were literally like oof yeah. okay let's just redo oh yeah
2: no <laughs> I, I believe they absolutely yeah, yeah. yeah. you guys are ready for round three okay let's do it
0: here is clue number three
3: all
0: right i think i've got the artist okay on that track let's hear it is that Die
1: that is di antwoord i was wondering if it was antwoord okay um, and this sounds song, like a mortal combat um ba-da, 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 but it's ba-da,
0: ba-da. but it's not a, it's a little too uh the well, production doesn't sound as old as the Mortal
1: Kombat game is. That's the funny thing is that the the Mortal Kombat movie had an iconic song. That it's very like rave, <coughs> early Ba-da, 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 rave music. Okay. Is it a fighting game?
2: It is a fighting game. It is a side-scrolling beat-em-up game.
1: Okay. Could we hear it one more time? Yeah.
3: We, live the life we, love. we love the, life we live. We live the life we love we love. The life we live.
1: we live the we We the we love. We love the life we Don't keep no. D, no, no. Right, so, and Butthead. So it's the the part at the beginning. Um, it is, it is, and then the, and then the they second just kind part of, they yes. use the melody, but it's different. Correct, correct. Um, so I really don't think it's Double Dragon because I'm I feel like I'm gonna be embarrassed if it's Double Dragon because uh, I know that music so so well. A side-scrolling beat-em-up.
0: I'm trying to think back to the before times, and I feel like it's one of the arcades that I've played at Barcade before. Well, it's like a... Chris is shaking his head. This was a console
2: game for the Sega Genesis. Oh, this is another Sega Beat-em-up one. Up Sega one, sorry. Um,
1: I thought you guys were Sega kids. No. Yeah.
0: Did this video game involve, uh, like, beating up cars? Yeah. In so some way, it's like yeah. Streets of rage. It is streets of streets rage. Streets of rage. Nice, 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 <laughs> nice clue number four yeah, clue number number four. i remember
1: streets of rage because it was like double dragon but uh the graphics card was a little bigger so we, yeah. it was like the characters were bigger but the game was like less fun oh <laughs> man i love streets of Rage. you know back in our day uh consoles were uh were just oh, you didn't huge tell us. what is what was the name of the song oh the that d- was happy
2: go lucky <laughs> excuse me happy go
1: sucky <laughs> fucky. happy go
2: sucky fucky by
0: Diane antwoord
1: oh okay i'm sorry i asked <laughs> yeah i
2: know i was like <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah.
0: they do have a pretty funny story about kanye going yeah, yeah. over to his house i was oh, just yeah, telling yeah. stuff the but other
1: day about that about uh, he
0: just like put on ah uh, we'll save that for another the, the
1: funny part of the story is that dantwood is like a very kind of uh friend like on the fringe of kind of pop culture like you know it's they're weird and edgy they're yeah. from south africa and, uh, um, Kanye obviously like collaborates with a lot of people Yeah. and Kanye, um, brought me, they wanted to like hang out to like talk, you know, get a feeling of maybe they would like, work you together. Guys want
0: some like banana pudding. Yeah.
1: And so, uh, so the, you know, I, I don't know if both of them were there, but they like went and hung out with Kanye at his place and I think it was just Ninja. I think it was just Ninja. Yeah, he ended and up like deleting Kanye's number from his phone <laughs> when was, he laughed after this. Yeah, yeah. He was like, it was one of the weirdest di- Ninja was like, it was one of the weirdest days of my life. And, like, it's, it's hilarious because Kanye is ostensibly, like, the, the mainstream guy yeah. <laughs> of the two. And, Diane, like, to weird it's out like, ninja like, from I, I don't, wa- don't want to
2: go back there. Yeah, I know. And, like, <laughs> everything about Dianneward is horrifying and weird. Yeah. I, th- I, th-
0: I think Kim brought in uh, some actual, like, banana pudding yeah. while Kanye had, like, put on some, like, Pretty hardcore uh, porn on porn- <laughs> pornography videos, yeah. just to like see what was going to happen. Oh, uh,
2: <laughs> yeah. But uh, how about clue four? How about clue four? This is a this is a song called Video Kid. Okay,
0: here is clue four. What is the band that did the song uh, Robert De Niro's Waiting? Oh, are you asking uh, the, me?
1: The Bengals, maybe?
0: No, not the Bangles. That was Bananarama. Bananarama. Is that a Bananarama song? That is not a
2: Bananarama song. Is the, Do we have a year on the song? 1984.
0: Oh, okay. Is that a... Sample from one of the Mega Man games. 19, I, it's
2: nineteen eighty four, so think pretty th- early video games. I think that I recognize well, Mega Man was around there too. It I sounded to
1: that. me like a video game adaptation of a famous movie theme, like down, down. it was like ET or something.
2: These are some video game sounds we're hearing that I was a masking for. So let's let's listen to that again and listen to the sounds used in this, not the uh, not the track.
1: Okay, okay. I think i might have the game
0: i think i have an idea for the game too i was thinking um maybe that's galaga or galactica was it,
1: Ga- was it galaga it is galaga i galaga. was, I was galaga. gonna say centipede yeah. i thought i was hearing like a- well there's right. very similar yeah, yeah. sounds
2: very similar game yeah, yeah. galaga good right. job good job can we name the band
0: the band what year did we say for the band? This
2: was 1984 on a very, very famous um, album that came out that year.
0: Can we hear that clip
1: well, not, one no, more time? Very, very time. famous.
2: See, let me take that back. It was a famous album that came out that year. Okay. Yeah. Here, one more time.
0: Is that like a song by Vanity?
2: Very close. Now you're, now you're cooking with gas, but um, I, I, let me retract very famous. Um, <laughs> you might not even know this man.
1: Uh, is it a, is it a Prince, Prince involved production? Yes. Um, I can't remember what the, if uh, Sheila E and something. You might meet these, um, girls in the ladies room.
0: How about the boys room? Smoking in the boys room i don't think i have (laughs) the artist actually
2: i'm sorry Uh, this is climax
0: climax Climax. with three X's. yeah yeah, yeah. that's right that's right is is that a star
1: wars theme (laughs) the boom
0: boom there's like there's
1: some weird theme going on there that's like a very famous like uh like 80s movie Mm.
2: let's hear it again if you want (laughs) (laughs) not not for listeners just for us you guys yeah yeah star wars, star wars and then the
0: star wars <laughs> 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 all right chris thank you very much
1: for oh, the game that was fun uh, yeah, thank yeah. you for
2: indulging me next time we'll do it the other way <laughs> which is
1: i uh i'm i'm happy with how we did i yeah. thought we were gonna do worse you guys did
2: great i was, I was very impressed
1: i think that the Highlight was you maintaining that Climax was a very famous <laughs> album <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Chris, man, sometimes Chrissy, I get stuck in my own head. I Chrissy. was like, maybe me in the ladies' room.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's huge. It's the biggest song in 1984.
1: I was thinking, like, oh, jeez, so you got Thriller. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm really sorry. I immediately bit my tongue. Oh, man. We do have track number eight
0: All to right. dive back, back into. Let's do it. We're coming back in. This is L.O. Cool J with Life As... Dot dot dot
3: Catchin if you can when I had to hit your hand, throw your stumps in the air, but fuck got the flare, man new division, maybe I can do math, multiplying fractions, now you know the half. knuckle games played, must pack steel, oh yes, I'm living life real, to the six extent, bloody clothes, doing battle to the death of my foes, it's my show, the life of a killer is scandalous, the life of a killer is dangerous, the life of a killer is scandalous, the life of a killer is
0: it's LL Cool J, or you may know him by uh, "Ladies Love Cool James." Uh, he was born James Todd Smith. Started out in Queens, New York, when he was 16 years old, and um, yeah, thanks to his grandma hooking him up with some uh, recording gear when he was a teenager. Um, you know, ended up becoming a huge smash.
1: He's pretty, he's pretty awesome, and yeah, also like cool um, along with Ice Cube, like one of the kind of uh, older. I mean, I don't know if actually older in age, but one of kind of the, you know, maybe second wave hip hop stars that are on the soundtrack. And also one of the ones who's who's pivoted very uh, seamlessly into mainstream bad TV acting.
2: Yeah. He was in that movie SWAT. It's like the, he was
1: at uh, Deep Blue Sea, right? And he did the theme song. Oh, to it. yeah.
2: My hat is like a shark fin. <laughs> yeah. Deepest, bluest, bluest, my hat is like a shark fin. And then he's on one he of turns those... turns into a shark. Uh,
1: he's on like an NCIS spinoff with Chris O'Donnell and has been for years, Man, I think.
2: What is it with rappers turning into cops at the end of their career? That's <laughs> <laughs> like, an excellent question. I have property now, and now I, I trust the police. I get it. I, I get it. Oh, God. He
0: had a song... Um, Called "Going Back to Cali." Oh yeah, that was on the Less Than Zero Less soundtrack than in uh, '88.
1: I have that, I have that it's record. crossover popularity monster awesome. song's
2: great. Maybe one of his most famous songs. I feel like he's a rapper that everyone respects as a rapper. And you're like, well, what are your favorite LL Cool J songs? You're like,
1: uh, well, I like, you dude, know. Mama said, Mama said, knock Mama you said out. Mama said, knock you out. It's yeah, a yeah, yeah. Um, and then he had the, like the the sexy one. That mm-hmm. I can't remember. I think it uh, pulled like uh orange juice or grace jones or something i can't remember
2: yeah there's a lot of uh i think every album that ll cool j has come out with he's shirtless on the cover well Absolutely. i think i think
1: that he was kind of the <laughs> first the first rapper that successively made like a slow jam yeah 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 and i think that's kind of like you know when you talk about the business of hip-hop that was like a huge thing where mm-hmm. hip-hop could also like zoom, zoom like essentially the power ballad yeah yeah so, so then like the somebody if it's if it's like a you know kind of a mainstream rapper they would include like a slow jam on every album
2: yeah that, that's taken a play right out of a hair metals book which is yeah. like kind of what you're hinting at it's oh, like yeah. that's the song that's gonna get all the radio play you come out with the album that you shred on and then there's that one slow one
0: this one's for the ladies <laughs> I think LL kind of thinks he's the goat and he's also oh, yeah, he's was, also got a I think
1: he invented that term yeah because, uh, yeah
0: goat enterprises <laughs> is run by LL Cool J <laughs>
2: I mean, the, like if you call somebody a goat, you know, I, I really do think like that, like a uh, like gross, like out of like <laughs> yeah. awkward person. But I could be wrong about this, but I think that he was the greatest one. of all time. He had
1: a song called "Goat," like with the you know G O A T, G O A T, and it was "Goat Greatest of All," time. and it was a really bad song. But uh, <laughs> you know, he was good at patting himself on the back.
2: Yeah, and- I liked him in Rollerball. He was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. huh? Deep cut. Uh, he died in a. Um, there was a scene in Rollerball that all of a sudden just had a, like it was green um, night vision. You're like, why? Is, why is this? <laughs> they switched it to night vision and they never said anything about it. And then they just cut back. And you're like, okay. And he he dies in that scene on the motorcycle. Um, this song is playing in the news van with uh, Chun Li and Balrog and E Honda. They're all news guys. Um, this is right before Chun Li does some like cat burglar moves. Um, then you find out she's sort of like undercover in her own way.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, They're But they. But she's not really undercover. It's like oh, uh, yeah, yeah. she, she just, doesn't like work for any. That that's another thing. That all these people that turn out to be secretly fighters, they're not like government agents or anything. They just happen to all be secret fighters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this it's is a passion where, project.
2: <laughs> uh, so there's a part of the movie when um, I guess Ken and Ryu get talked to by cammy and guile and they like kind of convince them like all right you got to work for us now and then ken shoots guile and he dies and then chun lee sneaks into the facility <laughs>
1: yeah like uh, probably 10 minutes 15 minutes later in the movie yeah but it looks like you know days
2: have passed in the timeline because a lot of stuff
1: has happened in the interim yeah
2: and then like you know chun li and all black like kind of cat burglars her way into the united allies or whatever and uh, guile is still jean clevent is like still under a sheet and she like unzips it and he's like ha ha gotcha faked my own death and it's like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like Tony wonder waiting for hours sort of for the reveal He's like well I gotta I gotta wait till somebody tries to find me <laughs>
1: like, it, was, it looked like it could have been days later like, it, it was also like very unclear in the plotting why she was in the morgue and why he was trying because he wasn't really trying to trap her I don't <laughs> I think that, that was one of the script pages that D'Souza you know ripped, ripped out up. and threw into the garbage oh, God
0: <laughs> But uh, <laughs> You guys want to hear some track number nine? Let's hear it. This is Craig Mack with Do You Have What It Takes?
3: I bet you by you can beat clunker More blades in the truck with me, Bob Bunker. Blanca. for hit you harder than a Tonka. Truck better buck you, assessor, or stomp. Now M. Bison had this plan. and had the hostages inside the palm of his hand. Now we all know Gal's the man, but in the world of rap, Craig Mack will turn you in the sand. Jane haircut, like a Summer, and e 100 Stomach, wonder and four-digit number. I got forgot on the spot just to rock it night. He got kicks like I got bombs through the show, show Shot A street fighter, funky rhyme, a drop a dime about the action pack.
0: Craig Mack, we've got another uh, New York rapper. He's from uh, Brentwood, which is a hamlet in Long Island. Oh, okay. Nice. Um, <laughs> you guys familiar with Hamlet? Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. yes, yes. We got into an argument about the. <laughs> it was one of Chris's uh, <laughs> themes in his game. Yeah. Look, no listen.
2: It was <laughs> tribe, <laughs> village, city. No, tribe, village, town, city was the was the, the sequence. The, the, the sequence. And then Kayla was like, <laughs> um, I don't know about that. Uh, if you look at the Wikipedia page, I think uh, I really, Hamlet I, I would I just, be in there somewhere. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah.
1: Anyway, anyway. <laughs> besides that, uh, Craig Mack. I remember he had he had the one big hit. It was "Flavor in Your Ear," and it was uh, the first uh, record produced by Puffy on Big Boy Records. That's right, Bad Boy Records. Yeah,
2: he seemed like he was looking for that husky voice, you know, and the, yeah. like Notorious B.I.G. has a, I think, a similar like huskiness to his voice, which is like such a cool. Uh, Craig yeah. Mack's got a really cool voice, I think.
1: I think that it was. I think it uh, famously it was kind of. Uh, he produced this record and it was a big hit. And Craig Mack's like, "This is awesome! Like, we're we're building something." And then uh, Puffy like found Biggie and like other people. And then Craig Mack was like, "Hey, uh, when are we gonna?" And there was like the follow up, and it didn't really go anywhere. And Craig Mack's like, "Wow." Well, I, I mean, Craig Mack did his homework on this one. He he followed the prompt yeah, to yeah. a T. Was like really. This is very much about the movie and not the video game. But I feel like he he might mispronounce Guile. I think he says like gal or something
2: gal <laughs> gal i think that's his accent maybe oh, okay, but okay. Who knows? but yeah yeah <laughs> yeah we haven't talked about uh kylie minogue being in this movie i uh, thought she, she was really good she was great and like it maybe i was like man she's got to be in a lot more stuff i think but i don't think she's been in too many things but um she looks great yeah. she does action well there, we watched some behind the scenes stuff and she was like I was just worried. I didn't know, like, what I was doing. and I'm just so happy to be here. Like, uh, amazing uh, Australian pop star. Yeah, uh, she great, was you
1: know. already famous. She had, like, a crossover hit in the 80s. It was the locomotion the Local Ocean cover. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, in, uh, after this in the 90s, she became kind of like a, you know... And do it like kind of Euro house, like uh, some yeah. of her like dance music crossed over in the U.S. Sure. Uh,
2: Michelle Gondry directed a few of her music videos. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: She's it, it's kind of funny that yeah coming to my world. She's like so good <laughs> mm-hmm. in the movie. I mean, not so good, but she's good in the movie. And it's like obviously like she seems very professional, but she's also getting like uh, sucked into the Jean Claude Van Damme vortex of like chaos and drugs. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, The affair. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's yeah, right. yeah. the filming. Oh, we mentioned
0: that. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> But um, um, yeah, you guys want to dive into track ten? Anything yeah. else on uh, Craig Mack? I don't think so. You guys, uh, I'm a little scared for track number ten. Oh, Uh-oh. This is a biggie. I don't think I've heard this track before. But um, let's go ahead. Let's give it a shot. <laughs> this is MC Hammer featuring Dion Sanders with "Straight to My Feet." <laughs>
3: Do you come inside? We love this ride Rub a street like soldier I told you Y'all so get The We get it prime For the time that you hit the spot On hot, non-stop Drop, not lean If you know what I mean I'm to my feet Straight to my feet When you feel the beat
1: oh man there's
0: a there's a lot to say about All right. this so
1: uh when I like picked the part of the song to play on episodes uh I picked uh this is the verse the Deion Sanders verse because yep. uh the MC Hammer's earlier on and I just like you know when's when's the next time we're gonna have Deion Deon Sanders, Sanders on the Deon- oh
2: <laughs> neon neon. Sanders. Prime Time Prime Sanders,
1: time, yeah. uh, who's oh, like man. close personal friend of MC Hammer, and uh, Hammer produced a whole uh, album for him that didn't, uh, it didn't really take off. Uh, but it's funny. So w- whenever I'm trying to find parts of hip hop songs to play, it's like there's so many verses, and it's like uh, you know MCs usually don't overlap, so you kind of have to like pick which person's verse you're going to put in, and like the hooks are like. Pretty few and far between. This one, maybe it's because uh, I don't know, Dion's rapping's maybe a little limited. Dion should not make but more like, music. He Hammer, did, Hammer does kind of a long verse or a medium verse. And then there's like a little bit of a hook. And then there's this part. And then it just goes like hook. It's like chorus for the rest of the song. Yeah. It's like very little rapping. So. Oh, I guess
0: after this song got recorded somehow, Capcom was surprised uh, to some degree that they actually had a movie that they were going to have to do press for, (laughs) you know, after Jean-Claude Van Damme's (laughs) antics. So as part of, you know, the PR junket for street fighter, uh, Capcom organized a a Q and a session uh, where actors were supposed to come in and, you know, do a talk back about the film and Capcom's PR rep, Chris Kramer said, Van Damme, of course was not there. Kylie Minogue (laughs) wasn't there. Wes Studi, was not there, Raul Julia, Uh, sadly, was definitely not there, but it was all the other guys. It was, like, the guy that played E. Honda. Yeah. And I guess as part of MC Hammer contributing this uh, fine song to the soundtrack, (laughs) part of his uh, contract was that he was going to have to do an appearance at one of these press junkets. So for this this junket, MC Hammer, to fulfill his contractual quota to show up just uh, drove by the exterior of the building and blasted this song that he recorded with <laughs> Dion sanders from his convertible <laughs> and then sped away and so he just basically oh, did man. a soundtrack drive by I, I respect this move that's yeah and, and, uh,
1: fulfilled fulfilled by <laughs> I gotta say.
0: capcom was very very surprised that i think you know this movie actually got made <laughs> at the end of the day, which is crazy. I don't know. They
2: injected a ton of money into it. I think they were hoping for for a movie to be made, I think. It I think probably. it was
0: maybe the creator's... It might you know like pipe for dream for to see this video game come to real life it
1: probably helped promote the video game like the video oh, games yeah. are a huge success still yeah, to they this like day
0: over 15 million copies worldwide yeah. i mean every kid
1: had a copy of this game
2: oh yeah no it's one of the greatest games of all time street fighter 2 turbo edition <laughs> um, <laughs> turbo turbo time see
1: i was like a street fighter 2 like original edition guy so like the, when i watched this the characters of like cammy and some of the other ones i was yeah, like what well
2: that was super street fighter yeah two. exactly uh, and that's the the new challengers uh or the new characters <laughs> uh, but yeah that had added Cami, dj
1: thunderhawk and maybe one other um like one other person i can't remember which one balrog or something um deon sanders has a very small
0: discography page but he yeah. uh you know he's got some other songs out there he's yeah. a
1: triple threat man he's the only the only person to ever play in a world series in a super bowl I remember uh, his, like, baseball seasons were always cut short because he was busy playing football, (laughs) and then he would steal away, get on a jet, and go record an album. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, he's, he's got a website you can check out, too. That's deonsanders21.com. Yeah.
2: He uh, hosted Saturday Night Live, and despite uh, Bon Jovi being the musical guest, he, uh, he performed uh, some of his songs, because it was all around 1994. <laughs> uh, failed to make the charts with any of his uh, singles off of this one album, Primetime. But, man, he did it, 1994. <laughs> he could, this guy was untouchable. I, I love Deion Sanders. <laughs> Major league Baseball like,
0: star, National Football League star. Uh, you know, now he's like an analyst. He was inducted into the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame in 2011. Yeah. So,
2: yeah. take that. Oh, man. I, uh... <laughs> So he was on, like, I guess uh, he released that album, Primetime, on Hammer's record yeah, yeah. Uh, label. So that, that makes makes a ton of sense why he was featured on this, because it was all 1994, like Hammer just scrambling to make some money <laughs> back to...
1: Yeah, well, MC, MC Hammer was a huge sports fan. He was out of the Bay Area. Yeah, and yeah, he, yeah. I think it was a story that I didn't know until a little bit recently, but he was a bat boy for the Oakland Athletics and they gave him the name Hammer because he looked like uh, Hank Aaron. Yeah, he looked like a young Hank Aaron. Hank Aaron played for the Braves, and so did Deion Sanders. Oh man! In the in the in the World Series,
2: the song was uh, playing during the second credit song. Um, not too much mention of the street fighter characters so i was a little disappointed with it but <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah yeah that's true that's true yeah. you get
0: a little bit of random dialogue as an easter egg at the end of the credits which i'm still trying to uh, make sense of oh no it it's was a soundbite the-
2: the uh, you hear this one part. He's like, "Good morning, Thailand," and you're like, "What? That's the Good Morning Vietnam guy." Yeah. And Caleb was like, "Yeah, no, they got the guy for the movie.
1: They got the guy who uh, the character, the Robin Williams's character in Good Morning Vietnam, was based off of, who was a like an army DJ."
2: But like, talk about shoehorning army one more. Yeah. He was a yeah, DJ yeah. in the
1: army. On like, great, the, great movie by the way. Oh, we yeah. should do the soundtrack. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, one, at one point in the movie, I don't think he says Thailand. He says like whatever city, the fake fictitious yeah. city that they're.
2: Bisonica, <laughs> the Bisonopolis. It's
1: like really, it's really just jammed in there, and you're like, what? And then, but in in the, the credits, there's like three or four like. Uh, clips of him like talking about stuff in the movie he
2: tells like he's like here's a joke about old
1: m bison uh and it's like a dad
2: joke about m bison he's like ah you you people in bisonopolis will get that one you call in now to win a thousand bison bucks yeah i was gonna say
0: speaking of uh, bisonopolis we gotta talk about bison bucks
1: bison bucks definitely my favorite running plot line which is uh there's a there's a big showdown between uh uh, Saget is like mm-hmm. the, he's kind of a local, just like arms dealer yeah. um, kind of a gangster guy. And uh, (laughs) he's doing an arms deal with Bison and everybody's, you know, it's just the bad guys hanging out. Everybody's pretty feeling good about it. Yeah. And then Bison (laughs) rolls in with the money. He's printed his own money with his face on it. (laughs) He's like,
0: it's going to be worth uh, quite a lot once we overtake (laughs) the Queen (laughs) equal to
1: five British pounds per Bison dollar. I think it was four, four pounds. Uh, But it's funny that Saga's like, what is this? He's like, no, actually... (laughs) This is going to be worth a lot of money. It's like you
0: might is, want to hang on to this one.
1: It's early blockchain <laughs> guy. Yeah, so right. I, it's actually going to. Uh, but it's the plot is he's going to kidnap the queen and uh, and hold her ransom until they agree that the exchange rate for a bison buck is four pounds. <laughs> yeah. I do.
2: Love it. it's, it's so wild. It's really good. Is Elon going to do the same thing?
1: Um, it might be true with Ethereum
2: <laughs> or Dogecoin or whatever. Um, yeah, I do. Tesla love- bucks. I do love, uh, you know, in Bison's like, I am not a bad man. <laughs> I am doing something like he's trying to really justify like all this, and it and it works in the speeches and stuff. But it's always, but he's got the he's got the, the skulls. skulls everywhere, and the, the you know it's that old uh, Mitchell and Webb thing. Mitchell it's like, why do we have skulls on our uniforms, Hans? <laughs> 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 no, like, <laughs> Oh, I never thought of
1: these. T- they're Nazis.
0: Are we the baddies? <laughs> is that, are we the baddies? But,
1: what is the thing where he's like, well, skulls aren't necessarily evil. We all have skulls. It's a like, guess, but they don't have skulls on their uniforms. Yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> their, their uniforms are quite nice. <laughs> we Got lions bat-ty.
0: and
2: stars.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay. You guys want to jump into track 11? Yeah. Let's do it. This is Chuck D. introducing the wreck league with Rumbo in the Jungo.
5: Listen to the cut.
3: Everybody want to know what the hell is up in the jungle. Listen to the rumble. Check out the rhyme flow coming like Rambo. Bam, bam, go with the black door Blackthorn Thriller. Barbarian ghost thriller, natural war killer. Who's the next victim to witness the wrath of the showgun's flame? Smoking and thieves in my path. Dollars and math, 85%. It's ghost can't accept the truth leaving the brain. Chromatose to blame. Represent the motherfucker's name. Wreck-Lewar, barry
0: and rhyming it's today Yeah, that song was produced by Chuck D. Uh, not sure about that track. Uh, I I kind of
1: dig that song. I think it's pretty good. Uh, I think it's pretty bad. Chuck D's verse is pretty decent. This is uh, introducing. He's he's trying to promote some other people, and he's uh, he's mimicking. I think a lot of the Public Enemy albums, early ones, were produced by these guys called the Bomb Squad, mm-hmm. and it's just very like uh, aggressive, a little bit too fast, and it works for his like rapping style. Him and Flav. Yeah. And I love I love those Bomb Squad tracks, and I like this general, this, I think the reason I don't like it is because it's like a, a, a kind of a bad version of something I really like. It's
2: kind of good. I mean, the, the instrumental there is very almond break, uh, drums, but like a different part of the, <laughs> yeah, <almond> yeah. break. <laughs> yeah, they just like fast forward a little bit longer and you're like, oh, that's good. Yeah.
0: Use that part. <laughs> I think a lot of the, uh, street fighter, like the actual video game soundtracks for like subsequent, uh, you know, sequels to the game uh, heavily feature the amen break. Yeah. Like yeah. in the actual video game oh, really? music. Yeah. Which is pretty wild. And it's the most used sample in history for sure. Yeah. It's, it's like cool. the basis of jungle music. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Uh, house music. And if you didn't know, Chuck
2: D is uh, the leader of uh, public enemy with old flavor, Flav. Uh, <laughs> it's flavor. <laughs> it's flavor. Not was It's oh, like the
0: it? Mandela effect. Like oh, I could have okay. sworn it was flavor. flavor.
2: Everyone did. Uh, if you watch some of, um, uh flavor Flavor of of love Love, yeah uh some women give him like gifts and like one was like a clock with his name on it and said flavor flavor and he's like spelled my name wrong you spelled my name wrong and she was like oh i really thought he's like that and he like you know puts it on the shelf he's like thank you
0: (laughs) he's like (laughs) like, did i did i do good
2: (laughs) did i do good good? yeah he's like really defensive about like it's not flavor it's flavor But um, yeah, I mean Chuck D for like a kids' video game soundtrack, like he's an intense rapper, and like the whole the whole whole point of Flavor Flav was to like lighten up Chuck D's like sort of militant rapping, (laughs) just to be like, oh yeah, and also we're having a little bit of fun, but also ah, the police, (laughs) like
0: like, yeah, Jesus, (laughs) another uh, New York Long Island. Uh, Hamlet yeah. uh, you know <laughs> rapper he's like a Flushing guy right and that's he, yeah, right yeah. yeah the Hamlet of Flushing <laughs> the Hamlet of
2: Flushing <laughs> <laughs>
0: How are you guys feeling about track 12? I you think we jump it? right into it. Jump we right a few
1: more. I got one more thing to say about that last track. I think it's a perfect track for a real intense street fighting scene. And it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> rumbo into jungle.
1: Yeah. And it would, you know, it does not score an intense street fighting scene. And uh, in fact, I don't think there are any intense street fighting scenes in the film, but not
2: a lot of actual fist There's a lot of action. Yeah.
1: Um, probably the last third of the film is kind of like all one big action. Clump. But yeah, well, well, at the end, like Bison,
0: you know, and uh, Guile are gonna go head to head or mano a mano, and uh, you know, just fight with their fists. Yeah. But then uh, Bison kind of breaks those rules when he comes back to life with um, you know floating electrical powers. But this is not a break of the rules. This is part of the. <laughs> yeah,
2: to, like, he tries to like, get out of it. He's like, electricity is everywhere, <laughs> guy. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is still vis <laughs> to
1: It's pretty. It's like he's floating around, and he's like, "You now face a god." He's yeah. like, "I don't know. I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it is very video game that
2: you defeat the boss, and then oh, yeah, it's like, then, the, yeah, then he comes
1: there's yeah, like yeah. there's
2: a whole like subreddit dedicated to second boss bar or second life bar it's like when you kill the boss then like he emerges again you're like oh no his life's all back to the and that's exactly what happens
1: in this one <laughs> <laughs> right on run right
0: on yeah yeah i like that, I like that. i'm, I'm that. still trying to get my hands on some bison bucks <laughs> but uh track 12 this is another level with rap commando <laughs>
3: Brother would flow after our rock shows, else be on my tip. Brothers who swung before get a tighter rip. I get jack itch from nose, baking foes, swinging on my nerve. Just in case his hip blows up, I had enough. I'm tired of the funk being fake. Call me set twice, a call me Merced, baking heartbreaking, Never mistaken this beat is breaking.
0: Not a bad track, kind of in the tribe called Quest universe. Uh, another level were associated with ice cube and the far side that we heard from a little bit earlier mm-hmm. and they became the himalayas
1: oh did they i think that the the story that i read was that they were discovered by ice cube and he like uh, produced a record for them on his record label the record label that did this uh, soundtrack essentially is that prior- and, priority uh, yeah they put out one album and it didn't do much and right before they broke up or i guess turned into a different group uh they contributed one song to the track for the uh, street fighting soundtrack. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Appropriate name. Another level. An- next level. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not a big fan. of It's a little sleepy for me. I mean, I like that kind of style of music, but this is, you know, it's, it's a little bit bland.
2: Yeah, the, uh, the members were uh, Bambino, Said Twice, spelled C-E-D, Stinge, Sticks, and Stones. <laughs> i hope they're doing well <laughs> i mean this is
0: one of the only soundtracks i think we've come across that still has no review on allmusic.com mm-hmm. which is pretty surprising and it uh, sold
2: well which is crazy it's like it this was a top mm-hmm. selling album at the time it's very strange
0: yeah it's got a pretty low star rating but i guess no one wants to uh you know speak their mind about it <laughs> a little surprising
1: but uh it's pre- it's you know we'll get to reviews later but uh the soundtrack has fewer flaws than the film. <laughs> yeah, I think that uh,
2: has maybe holding at a 20% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Deservedly so.
1: Uh, uh, we yeah. watched it on Peacock, right? It's streaming on Peacock. Yeah, it's if free on Peacock. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fire <laughs> beware. Uh, all right, Mickey, what do we have next?
0: Yeah, not too much else to say about another level. Yeah, unfortunately... But um, let's They're, go ahead and dive into track thirteen. Yeah, their album
2: uh, peaked at number sixty, I think, even with Ice Cube doing as much as he could.
0: Oh man. So, summer Yeah. Tough cookie. Let's hear track thirteen. This is Angelique Kidjo with Worth Fighting For.
5: need to for your belong.
0: yeah that's angelique kijo hailing from benin yeah it's a she's
1: a pretty interesting artist like i've heard like weird things throughout the years she's collaborated with like dave matthews band peter gabriel like uh there was, she covered like a talking head song i remember hearing she's it's kind of baffling to me that she's on this soundtrack i mean i guess it's uh the movie is a very you know international movie in in intention mm-hmm. and so it would make sense it would it would actually make sense if there was a lot of music from around the world yeah um <laughs> But it kind of seems like there was a lot of uh, cooks in the kitchen. And
2: even the placement. Th- so this song appears in the movie when Guile, uh, he's, he's gotten in his boat and he's going up river to kick that son of a bitch Bison so hard that any M. Bison wannabe is going to feel it.
0: (laughs) By re-watching these clips knowing that he was on a huge cocaine bender, like everything kind of just falls into place. Yeah,
2: uh, that's from the speech he gives when the the war is canceled. (laughs) I, I will say... Uh, maybe the worst pump-up
0: speech ever written, <laughs> uh, and also like the bing bongs that are part of the uh,
1: the alliance that he's dealing <laughs> yeah, with.
2: The United Allies, United Allies, They're United. dressed
1: like the UN. They look like UN. But they look like
2: the puniest, dorkiest <laughs> army <laughs> you've ever like, seen.
1: A bunch of like middle-aged guys. <laughs>
2: you know, and it cuts <laughs> to them. They're like, "Yeah, what? I mean, I'm listening to this." Um, but yeah, he he. It's like. Some suit comes in, some like corporate stooge from like from England comes in. He's like, "Um, "We're going to give uh, in, Bison, the twenty billion, and um, (laughs) you and your rough tough, (laughs) your ragtag ruffians can just pack up and go home, please." So he's like, "When it says uh, this guy says the war is over, (laughs) the war is canceled, and our friends died for nothing." But we can all go home. <laughs> it's it's maybe one of the worst uh, movie speeches about time.
1: But uh. Uh, I read somewhere so there's kind of a throwaway line where they're like, um, "Oh yeah, we should fly in." It's like, "No, we can't fly in." Yeah, and it's apparent- air
2: strike is impossible. <laughs> so we go by boat, and there's like no hands. Like, why? Is yeah, yeah.
1: Apparently, <laughs> apparently, the film it was originally supposed to be an air assault, but they uh, I think they were running out of money and also they couldn't get permission from the thai government yeah and so it got rewritten as a boat thing which is uh like guile's whole he's in the air force in the game and and the sonic boom is his his move because he's an air force guy sonic boom he does a sonic boom yeah but in the movie he's in a boat (laughs) and it's the longest boat scene (laughs) The
2: whole boat
1: assault, he's in that boat for 20 minutes. So he's in this one one boat that's like very space age looking. It's and like it's the like the bat boat or something. Yeah, it's, bat it's boat. Batman's it's boat. It's definitely like a kind of an acting cage for a coked out uh, Jean Claude because it's, <laughs> it's shots of him, you know, it's kind of like the Iron Man inside the helmet thing where it's just him like sitting in Vancouver, right? And you yeah. just have him say things. Yeah. And then you see the boat like whipping around. Yeah. But then it cuts to like all the other troops are just in like dinghies yeah around the boat <laughs> you see them at first they kind of get into like just normal looking boats but then like as it goes on and every time it cuts them, they're just in like a shittier shittier boats <laughs> <laughs> they're just in like a, what are those called the boats that you just like have on the back of a like a like big a Boston Whaler or something like that yeah. oh or, or like a, an inflatable yeah something. like inflatable yeah. like uh, I can't remember what they're called but it's like yeah this is like the production budget just kept like getting railed down <laughs> god <laughs> Yeah, they yeah. were
0: also trying to deal with like a, uh, you know, part of the film production nightmare was that there, there was like a coup that was about to start that I think oh kind of God. threw oh the product, kind of like an apocalypse now kind of situation where they're trying to film and, uh, a new you know, government the, things got out of hand and D'Souza's just tearing pages out of the script oh as God. that happens.
2: And well, this song plays when Guile is in that boat and it's this weird, like, uh, it I guess it seems like he's playing the wrong song or something. And then we sit in it for a long time and you're like, wait, do we like this song or like what? It's so out of place. And it seemed like it was played for a laugh well
1: he's in the boat with cammy and the guy who turns out to be thunderhawk or t-hawk yeah t-hawk and i guess to get himself pumped up he puts on a video of his friend who was who had been kidnapped carlos blanca Blanca. yeah so he's just watching sad videos in this boat while listening to this song yep Right. Well,
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the T Hawk line. We talked about like people shoehorning in their like, um, like their background really quick and why they're a fighter. And it was like, it's like, Oh, hey, T Hawk, what are you wearing, by the way? And he's like, Oh, just my Cherokee uh, heritage bracelet. Anyways, let's go kill this guy. <laughs> like, it seems it's, so, and, and also T Hawk comes out of nowhere. He was yeah, like, yeah, Whoa, yeah. wait. <laughs> All right. Who's this guy? And who do we care about him for? Or why do we care about him?
1: Oh, man. But, Uh, I say one of the characters that I thought was good and was in what, like, the actor knew what movie he was in was the actor playing Zangief. In this film, he's one of the henchmen of Bison, but, like, uh, just like the sketch, like, he doesn't realize that he's a villain until the very end. <laughs>
2: yeah, he's like, what? <laughs> I, we don't like him, Bison? <laughs> <laughs> and, like, DJ, the Jamaican guy, has to explain to him, he's like, no, man, like, we're, we're on the wrong side, clearly. All these people from all over the world have come united against us. But, uh, yeah, Andrew uh, Br- Brinerarski, excuse the, uh, uh he was known for being the... Uh, Uh, leather face in the texas chainsaw massacre reboot oh wow he's probably most famous for that but he was also in a hudson hawk yeah which which is another de souza yeah yeah. a little um little enterprise
1: he was great first of all he's nailing the bad accent consistently which i appreciate yeah there's so many like cartoon faces that he's making when everybody else thinks they're in like a like a serious bond film yeah and uh, Zangief, I feel like of all the Street Fighter kind of peripheral characters has had like, I, I should say Street Fighters had, there's a ton of like animated shows based mm-hmm. on Street Fighter. And Tons stuff. of animated movies. Yeah, and animated films. But uh, I remember Zangief was in uh, the Wreck-It Ralph and it's like, yeah. it's just because we're bad guys doesn't mean we're bad guys and it's like the the you know the video game villains which i guess in the video games he's not even a villain not really
2: uh we were kind of having this discussion like you know they kind of had sagat was a bad guy vega was a bad guy but in reality the only bad guys in the video game were sagat who was the penultimate and then um M. Bison was, yeah. like, the, the ultimate boss,
0: but... And you could eventually, like, unlock uh, M. Bison as a character. As a playable character.
2: Yeah, it's, it's interesting, because I think they grouped later uh, as, like, the franchise evolved. Like, oh, well, like, Balrog is kind of a bad guy. He's, like, a boxer dude. And, like, it, like Cammy is a good guy, and Guile's a good guy, and Ken and Ryu, and then there's Akuma ends up being, like, the bad guy in some of the later series, but...
1: Um, I think that there was a a misapprehension in the nineties that people wouldn't want to play as the bad guy. Yeah. And so any playable character had to be like ostensibly neutral or good. Mm -hmm. And then later they find out like, Oh no, people love that shit. (laughs) Yeah.
2: I, uh, I do have to admit when we picked this movie, um, I mean the game plays with some, uh, some stereotypes pretty damn hard. And I was like, Oh man, I haven't seen this movie in a while. Like, is this going to be like offensive and weird? But I don't, I didn't come away like thinking anything was like really that um, you know dated or like backwards about like the stereotypical characters. Um, mm-hmm. Nobody like really leans into any of the um, harshness of like some other '90s movies that are like hey you're like
1: an asian guy (laughs) like i mean i don't know there is the guy doing the uh, jamaican accent is like yeah he's the most offensive part maybe (laughs) (laughs) i guess it's just offensive because it's really bad and he's obviously like a there's so many like kind of new york isms that get kind of like folded in yeah and Uh, he drops
2: the accent like half the lines (laughs) too he has like a brooklyn (laughs) accent a few times and then he just like goes back to (laughs) jamaican
1: (laughs) Yeah, but I, yeah, there, there weren't that many, like, <laughs> cring, like cringy moments for that reason, which was nice. Nice to see. Yeah. Yes,
0: yeah. it looks like we're pulling in on the last track. Oh, man. Track number 14. This is Chage and Asuka with Something There.
4: I'm gonna have to say.
0: We've got uh, some interesting credits on this Chaga and Asuka track. Uh, a credit that I don't think I've ever seen before on a track. Melodic Sexton and Warnell Jones are credited with chorus.
1: Well, this is a, a song with se- several parts. You usually it seems don't see
0: like it broken down into uh, song sections <laughs> in credits. A,
1: it's a song where you feel like you're in the chorus and then another chorus hits. I'm not sure what's them. going on with this track. <laughs> Japanese, it sounds like, like a weird, fourth credit uh, song power ballad. Um, it's a little bit of a throwback, maybe to 80s sound, although parts of it sound to me like uh, that hit song from Frozen. <laughs> it's like a little bit, of, let it go, oh. let it go.
0: <laughs> oh man, I mean the track name, Something There, kind of sounds like it could also be the review of the song. Yeah, there's there's something That's there. Something I know uh, I know
2: this band. Uh, they're, I think they're quite popular in Japan. I yeah. don't want to overestimate uh, their fame <laughs> level, but I know they, it sold like 31 million album copies or something in japan which is pretty oh, damn man. good it's pretty
0: high um yeah pop rock duo chage and asuka
2: i was made aware of these guys because um uh hayo miyazaki came out of retirement to um to make one of their music videos uh, on your mark and it's a really cool like story that has like you know its own like beginning middle and end and then several other endings within the same music video and it's a great music video on your mark you should check oh, yeah. it out but um yeah this is playing at the end of the movie um where they end up doing like <laughs> like the pose of all the character, like the character selection screen pose yeah, yeah. basically and jean-claude van damme is doing this pretty cool like double arm up i pose. remember that from the game yeah yeah it was a great guy yeah
1: if they'd lean harder on that shit um or if, if, it, if it was like really gritty and violent but instead <laughs> it was like uh It was a bad Bond movie. It was like a throwback to like the Roger Moore kind of like Moonraker Bond. Yeah,
2: even like it it reminded me a lot of like volcano eruption imminent in Austin Powers like some, oh, yeah. some guy fall I think the same thing happens in Austin Powers like a guy like falls onto a lever that's like yeah. no, des- no. self destruction mode starting <laughs> Like it doesn't oh, make fuck. any sense it's yeah. like,
1: it, like the, the secret lair like sets kind of are on the same par as like uh, Austin Powers <laughs> yeah, well, Allison walked in was like are they in space right now <laughs>
2: like, it looks so bizarre we don't know all the bad guys look like they're the G.I. Joe Cobra like, clan, yeah, like, or yeah, whatever yeah. the hell. But uh, it's so bizarre, man.
0: Guys, that is the soundtrack for Street Fighter. Yeah, All right. right. Yeah. Oh,
1: we made it. Yeah, we made it. That was it. a good listen. Uh, okay. Before we get to recommendations, we do have to rate and review. Uh, I think we've agreed to uh, review this out of 15 bison bucks. Bison bucks.
2: Bison bucks. Bison bucks.
1: Redeemable at the Bison oh. Gift Store. Which is, <laughs> uh, a total of about 60 British pounds. Um <laughs> yeah. Uh, out of fifteen Bison Bucks, uh, Chris, why don't you lead off? And also, if you could just quickly uh, point out your favorite and least favorite tracks.
2: Out of fifteen Bison Bucks, um, oh man! First of all, uh, favorite track. I really liked the um, uh, the Craig Mac. Uh, track. I thought I liked he, he did his homework, it was, it was a fun one to listen to, and he talked a lot about the Street Fighter stuff. Um, it's uh, Do You Have What It Takes? Um, I, I enjoyed that one quite a bit. I'd say my least favorite, unfortunately. Um, although Chage and Asuka uh, may be very popular in Japan, uh, doesn't quite translate to uh, what I enjoy. It's like some weird Michael Bolton Japanese, um, like. <laughs> Uh, melodramatic pop music uh it seems it seemed kind of shoehorned into this especially it this doesn't fit in the soundtrack it seems really weird uh, i think it was a capcom move they're just like ah, oh, let's get these guys in there all right um out of 15 in bucks it's so strange because it's not what you would expect for the street fighter movie but on its own these songs aren't bad start to front and it's got a, a pretty good um you know hit play and you can listen to the whole thing like the vibe is similar even though it's nowhere near what a street fighter vibe I think should be yeah so it's a tough one to rate but I'm going to give it um I'm just kind of going to go middle of the road uh I'm going to do an 8.1 in bison bucks which I think is um what is that in pounds That's uh, if that shit <laughs> 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 is that 24 pounds 24 yeah, pounds uh
0: 8 <laughs> I have to pull up my M. Bison conversion calculator.
2: 25 pounds. Uh, Thank
1: you, Chris. Yeah. Let's see, 32, almost 32 and a half pounds. <laughs> oh, was that,
2: oh, oh, yeah, because four, they're four pounds each. I'm sorry. I
0: couldn't remember if it was three or four or five. I'll keep,
1: I'll keep the conversion going. As we go. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, uh, Nikki, how do you feel about the soundtrack?
0: Let's see, I'll start with uh favorite, least favorite track. I think my favorite track is track number three, Nas, One on One. And least favorite track has got to be MC Hammer. Featuring Dion Sanders
1: was straight to my feet. Oh
2: come on! It's Dion. Oh, man, is, Leon, Dion
1: I didn't mention during... It's, Look it's, at his stats. It's a, it's a little bit of a hacky sample in that it's a sample of a funkadelic track that that's true. Uh, mm-hmm. me myself and I the De La Soul song had already famously sampled.
2: Like not that long before. Yeah, yeah. And it's that's such a better song. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's
1: like. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, it's yeah, like, I didn't want to interrupt it, but that's uh, one <laughs> yeah. notable uh, ding against that song.
0: And I guess as far as a uh, rating you know, it definitely seems like there were many communication errors in the process between studio filmmaker and uh, music supervision throughout this whole process. And, you know, it's pretty interesting that Priority Records was trying to get into the soundtracking business and didn't really get a proper brief in -hmm. the process and (laughs) kind of had (laughs) free reign to do their label thing, which was, uh, you know, rap and hip hop at the time, which ended up You know, kind of creating this connection between Street Fighter and hip hop music in the long run. I feel like the soundtrack is kind of hit or miss, uh, but there's definitely some good tracks on here. So I think I'm also going to go, you know, kind of right down the middle on this one with uh, Bison Bucks. And I'm going to come in at a uh, 7.5 bison bucks. If Caleb, you can do the math for
1: me on that. That is an even 30 pounds. Okay. Right. okay. Nice. <laughs> what do you got for us? Caleb? This is back in, you know, 1994. I don't know what the yeah. conversion is. Yeah. Like Adjusted yeah. for inflation. Adjusted for inflation Adjusted today. For inflation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, thank you, Nicky. Uh, this is, uh, yeah, it's kind of an, a very inexplicable soundtrack in that it doesn't suit the movie well. Um, there's no like old hits it's like mostly original music yeah. for the movie. It's a lot of like artists that I really like. Um, I think my favorite, um, even though I think, you know, Nas is probably my favorite artist on here. I really like the far side. Um, I really like the bums track. Um, just That's a, a B-U-M-S. A B-U-M-S. Um, was B- it
2: Brothers United in Madness? Bro- Brothers
1: Under Madness? Brothers
2: Under Madness. Yeah, the S doesn't really. <laughs> uh-huh. Madness.
1: So yeah, yes. madness. Uh it's not so much a rap. I really like the production on it, and I like that it's a they're like really leaning into the video game aspects, which is, you know, I guess maybe uh hinting at what I wish the soundtrack and movie was more like. I think my least favorite um has to be Street Soldier by Paris. Uh there's a lot of music, especially like hip hop. It has like kind of uh, not offensive lyrics, but like noxious lyrics that you kind of either have to come to terms with. Like, this is a song that I really liked when I was a kid. And like, I, I still, you know, I can't help liking it. Even if there's things in it that as an adult, I find like pretty repellent. And there's also like, uh, you know, artists that they kind of, they it's they're in a character of a terrible person. And so it's like kind of a negotiation that way but this is a song on a soundtrack to a video game movie like there's there's no reason why i have to deal with like uh <laughs> it being like like hateful against gay people, and you're like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, it's Street Fighter, man. Yeah. it's Street Fighter. This is for kids. <laughs> this is for kids. Yeah,
2: they got a G rating at one point, which we need that cut. I want to see the Street Fighter G yeah, rating I mean, cut.
1: And also, it's just kind of a uh, you know uh, an Ice Cube knockoff in, yeah. in style, in my mind. Hmm. Uh, but out of uh, out of fifteen <laughs> decimal points allowed, Bison Bucks, I'll give this nine Bison Bucks.
2: Okay.
0: All
1: right. Buy some bucks.
0: Yeah. And what is that adjusted for inflation?
1: 36.
0: 36. (laughs) We do need to move into our recommended track, which is going to be a song that has to do with video games.
1: Um, I can go first if you don't mind.
0: Go for it. Take it away.
1: All right. Uh, My track, it's... um, There's a lot of music that came out. This is from 2016, and it was an era where I think there was a lot of kind of... uh, nerdy nostalgic appropriation like we, we always joke about the there's all the genres like uh chip core or whatever i don't know chip tune chip, chip tune. tune vapor wave yeah dark Rave. wave chill wave. and, and this and is uh, this is definitely probably <laughs> part of that but it's it's an artist who i think very self-consciously was trying to make something with all those sounds that wasn't kitschy which is i think a really hard thing to do and i think that they pull it off um the artist it's an australian guy who i think he he works in music but this is he only put out one release under this name um his name is bard El- i'm not gonna find <laughs> bardcore uh <laughs> this is the only thing so he's close put to out under this name uh the artist is ponzu island oh yeah and uh the song is super Codo yes So I think he was. Uh, I think he was publicly very influenced by Yellow Magic Orchestra yeah. and that kind of apparent like um, the music that essentially inspired a lot of the early video game music. And so it's kind of like a very seamless tie-in, and it's just kind of like a fun dance track in my mind.
2: You sent that uh, the music video for that to uh, to Nick and I, and it was the old um, it's like Ferrari like, like driving cruising USA or something. Yeah, but like the NES version where it's like. And he like yeah.
0: scoot off the road. Yeah, yeah. I think I was playing Yellow Magic Orchestra uh, for a friend of ours, and uh, they were saying like, "What is what is this video game music?"
1: <laughs> like, no, man, it's, it's before birth that. Of all yeah, the 70s. <laughs> yeah. It's where it all came from. <laughs>
0: yeah, Harumi <laughs> Hasono and Ryuichi Sakamoto. Yeah, yeah I yeah, thought man.
1: about uh, recommending a Sakamoto track, but I thought we talk about him a lot, so I wanted to play something. that might just be an earworm. Yeah, but I like this song. Thank, Thank you, Caleb. Thank you, Caleb. Thank you. Great pick. pick. I've
0: got a song pulled up for us. This is a song by Gorillaz, and the song is called Pac-Man. Let's hear a little bit of that. you Yeah, it's Gorilla's featuring Schoolboy Q, yeah. the song Pac Man. And uh, that song was released on July 20th, 2020.
1: Yeah, it's off of their new album, which I actually like quite a bit.
0: And it's called Song Machine Season One Strange Times. And uh, yeah, pretty great album. And the music video for that song is uh, kind of cool as well, directed by Jamie Hewlett, who. Uh, was the creator of uh, Tank, Girl, Tank Girl, the comic and, book, and, and started really. uh, you know co-creator of Gorillas, and um, yeah, great track. Glad Gorillas are still making I'm, music yeah, during these I'm times, like, and I feel like uh,
1: continuously surprised at the longevity of the Gorillas, and I feel like uh, it's gonna, maybe it's going to turn in one of those like the Simpsons where it's like oh you know the record for the band that's had the most hits in like the last seven decades or something because it i could like, just be like
0: i feel like damon albarn is maybe the only one of the few singers that can just get away with uh like a trademark vocal effect he always kind of sounds like he's singing into a megaphone yeah, yeah. and <laughs> it always works <laughs> and it's great all right uh, so yeah chris you got a pick for us yeah i got a song by a band called
2: power glove who have actually recommended before but um you're talking about chip tune and like I love that I dude I fell for that
0: 32bit <laughs> shout out to Ana Monaguchi for like actually taking like actual systems that have been like modded to playback the the sounds that they actually have on the on the console live. Oh okay. yeah. That's a whole nother podcast.
2: Oh, I saw some guy that turned a, uh, <laughs> Sega Genesis into a synthesizer and was able to like, use all the sounds. I was like, this is what I want to do with my life.
0: <laughs> 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 There's a whole like deep, uh, YouTube, uh, community as well of people trying to hack different systems. And I, I think apparently the Sega Saturn, it's yeah. like maybe the most difficult to uh do your own thing with for whatever reason oh interesting yeah, yeah that's a tough one
2: sega saturn in general i mean uh, again different podcast but i'll talk about <laughs> sega saturn all day and like what a what a weird bizarre system it was because it was like the first like 3d system i think and you it, could like play mist on sega saturn and yeah. like knights yeah yeah knights was their big like uh flagship thing, that's right but, um yeah like time crisis was a big time crisis. Anyway, other podcasts, uh, uh, DM me about video games. Um, That's at Christopher Darden. This is a band uh, called Power Glove, uh, which is a video game reference as well. It was an NES thing. You could put on this little glove and you're like, it's like you're controlling the game, but you just did it on your hand instead. It was the biggest gimmick. That was, Um, I
1: think, our generation's sea monkeys. Oh, yeah. It was like, um, it was a grift. (laughs) No question. After after the Power Glove, you kind of questioned everything. (laughs) It was a good lesson we learned.
2: Yeah, I think so. Uh, This is off their EP uh, one in 2010. 10, and it uses a lot of um video game sounds in it from um from some sega games uh and this is a song called uh, night force
0: I think I heard a uh, Harukan in the background. <laughs>
2: There's a little bit of everything in there. <laughs> it's uh, pretty good. That last bit was from a uh, golden ax. Uh, that when uh, you're that, like when you sprint forward, that's like, um, sounds so,
1: like, uh, what was going through, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme's brain when he was <laughs> trying to rush back to set from Bangkok, <laughs> yeah. oh, man. like um, five <laughs> in the morning, got the Cocaine
0: <laughs> running around my brain,
2: but, uh, power glove. Um, they're awesome. The, um, they did all the music for a video game called Far Cry 3, which was like a retro futuristic. I think it started as like a um, a joke level in one of the Far Cry things, but it was like, oh, like 1980s, like future, like shoot a dinosaur thing. And people were like, make that game. And they are like, <laughs> okay. Like, uh, Far Cry 3, uh, Blood Dragon is the name of it. But man, there's something that like, it's like a, a back to childhood thing. When I hear those like Sega noises and I hear those like SNES, like 32 um, bit music things like it really yeah. something, it does something to my brain. That's like, you know, going to church or something. I don't know,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but um, there's someone that like went out of their way to do an eight bit version of a uh, okay computer Yeah, and it's, the whole uh, album, the whole album. Oh my God. And it's, it's so good. Yeah. It's like, it shouldn't be that good. <laughs> it's, something
2: about it's amazing. The, it's like a simplified version of like a lot of music. And I, I, I really dig it. And, um, that yeah. song in particular night force, uh, has <laughs> clips from, uh, Cobra, uh, you can hear some dialogue from Cobra, and that's it. Like, Where's Gonzalez? <laughs> uh, and then it's got like Sega Genesis video game noises, so it's like everything I've ever wanted. On. <laughs> so, anyway, Power Glove. I recommend him twice. Please check it out. Good pick, Chris.
0: All right, that is the uh, soundtrack to Street Fighter. Hell yeah. Hell New yeah. songs from Motion Picture.
1: <laughs> Thank you guys for indulging me. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. That was fun. Funner to talk about than it was to watch.
0: Yeah. Does uh, Caleb maybe have a. Uh, for the next episode, I do
1: have a pick. Tentatively, uh, we have a plan to do Beverly Hills Cop Soundtrack, the first one, which is a, a record that I had as a kid.
2: Wow, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Classic, classic soundtrack, classic, yeah. classic movie.
1: It's going to be hard for me to tell whether the songs are good or just a uh, part of my brain hardwired. Well, <laughs> stay tuned to find out. Yeah
0: hope everyone's doing well staying safe get your vaccine get yes. vaccinated get baby vaccinated. we're one out of three right now got to keep them vaccinated <laughs> yeah. we love you guys thanks for listening with us this week stay safe we'll see you soon Bye. bye, bye.